They're coming to get you, Barbara. Welcome, one and all, to the Slash Lot 605. I am one of your hosts, Sam the Damned Lens. Joined with me, as always, today is my illustrious co-hosts. One of them being Blake and Stein Ginnethan. How are you doing? Wonderful, wonderful. I have a... Uh, we both have an amazing cup of coffee sitting in we front of us. Um, so I'm feeling quite lively this morning. Uh, ready to do this. I'm I'm so excited. We we also have with us in the studio Casey the Killer Kelderman. Casey, how are you today? I am great. I'm not drinking coffee. I'm drinking a diet citrus green tea. Nice. Yeah. No caffeine, cool. so I will probably be the the mild one on he's, this show. He's the quiet one today. The quiet one. Silent but deadly, like farts. <laughs> 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 We're what? We're 12 years old. And we're already, we're already doing Farts. fart jokes. Farts. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. All right. We're there. <laughs> so what's, you know, what's on the agenda today, Sam? What's on the agenda today? We're going to be talking about, obviously, we always start with our recent watches and what we've been doing to stay spooky year round. But we also will be talking about what I believe is one of Casey's favorite eras in horror, the post-scream slasher. Mm-hmm. After Scream took off in the 90s, a lot of other studios and producers and all that kind of thing, they decided to uh, jump on that gravy train of the uh, meta, the clever, the uh, the humor of Scream by making their own slasher movies that had a little bit of self-awareness to them. Mm-hmm. And, and some of them are very successful. They were, and, and but none were as good as no. the, the Scream. None. In fact, I would argue out of the four movies that we watched for this, not to get into spoilers, but I, I there was only one that really, really excited me. And I've already kind of talked about that movie at length on this show. Okay. <laughs> but we will. I think we'll I know what it is, later. but. Um... <laughs> I think it's the one we all think is the best out of the yeah, four we are yeah. discussing. And it's not that the other three were. Okay. One of them is bad. It's not that the I other. I think we're we're yeah. we're gonna agree which one is bad. Probably, probably. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm really excited to dig into this though, uh, mm-hmm. just because I know that so. Uh, while we all might generally agree on this, I think we all have very differing opinions about what we like and what we don't like about some of these, and so I'm I'm pretty excited to get into this and uh, see. Uh, and I think yeah. we're all we're all kind of coming from a different perspective on these because blake yeah. you kind of grew up with these movies yeah when they were coming out i saw um two of these in the theater did you at, at least so. and see two of these were actually first time watches for me mm. i had only seen two going into this so i rewatched. i'm excited i i watched all four of them last weekend actually just mm. to prep so yeah i was i was sick the week of halloween and so I basically just got all of these and I think I watched them all within one day 
Uh, nice. So I'm nice. I'm pretty stoked to talk finally talk about these because it's been such a long time since I watched them. And that's uh, kind of where this idea came from to do this yeah. was Blake yeah. is like I'm going to watch all the post scream era slasher movies. Yeah, well, let's just do that as our topic. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. I'm really glad that my laziness uh, is inspired <laughs> the choice for today's topic because because when you were like. Hey, we should do this for our next topic. I'm like, yes, because I have everything watched already. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm fine with that. Well, we, we did that on the Backlot show, too. Brian had watched a bunch of 80s fantasy movies. I'm like, you want to just do that next month? He's like, well, yeah, I just watched them all. So I'm like, nice. Yeah, Perfect. let's do it. Let's Perfect. do it. Hey, there's nothing wrong with that. No. All right. Should so get- with that being said, should we get into the uh, fresh meat, as we like to call it? Yeah, I'm hungry. All right. Who wants to go first on fresh meat? Who wants to talk about what they have watched recently? I can go first because my list I'll keep short and sweet. Sounds good. Because I actually made a uh, a little uh, deal with myself because after Halloween, I was kind of not necessarily horrored out, but I was ready to take a break from the genre, at least a little Treason. bit. To kind of build like... like like as, like build up my appetite for it again and i'm reaching the appetite of like okay i need to start throwing on some horror movies again i get that i actually get that yeah so uh leading up to halloween um i watched uh, a quite a few movies right around halloween week and weekend um i watched the 2002 scooby-doo movie great movie. which is a great movie great um movie. matthew lillard matthew lillard kills it in that movie he does hashtag do heads hashtag do heads uh yeah, so th- and again, like we said last on our first episode, that we'll, we'll do a Scooby Doo episode. Yeah, we'll do a Scooby Doo episode. And for for me, this movie has a lot of nostalgia to it. Obviously, oh yeah, uh, grew up with it. But it is also it's like if you're gonna set out to make a Scooby Doo live action movie, like this is it. Like, what mm-hmm. else do you do with the source material? I don't, I don't oh, know. It's fantastic. Yeah. I mean, the the in jokes that they have. Like as I've gotten older, I've found that I appreciate it even more just because there's so many things that you don't pick up on as a kid mm-hmm. that are in this movie. I love it. Like, like Shaggy and Scooby in the mystery, uh, in the mystery machine, there's smoke coming out with past the Ducci playing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like uh, Shaggy's girlfriend in it. Her name is Mary Jane. Yep. It's like, that's like my favorite name, dude. <laughs> it's like, of course it is. Uh, it's perfect casting i love the cast i love that scrappy dude is the villain i think that's a a perfect take on how the fans always thought of scrappy so but i like scrappy i don't know why he gets a lot of hate yeah i i'm not i'm not a scrappy hater but i also think i i kind of grew up with like you know because we were i think you and i both grew up on those like vhs's of the old like 80s um television movies and scrappy was in a lot of those Mm -hmm. and i i never never got the hate Never did. Justice for Scrappy. Justice for Scrappy. Uh, also from that era I, I watched, it was actually the same night, it was Jeepers Creepers. So I don't know if it's a touchy subject to talk about Jeepers Creepers, but... Uh, I, have, I have a confession. We can talk about the movie. Yeah. I, I've, I've never actually seen a Jeepers I, I Creepers movie. I don't like it very much. I don't think it's very good, but I know it has its fans. Mm-hmm. By, the, by the time it was coming around to like when I was getting interested in it, all that stuff about, you know, all the behind the scenes stuff that we don't need to get into yeah. had come out and it just kind of dampened my enthusiasm. And so I just, I've is, never gotten around to is it. Is it this one or the sequel where it's the, 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 the high school boys on the bus. That's the second one. That's the one that I have more of a problem with. I think. Okay. Yeah. But, I, I, I don't, I like the second one. Third one is, is not good. Um, second one's fun. It's set pretty much on a school bus. Uh, the, I love this first one. I've seen it 
you know, at least a half a dozen times. I think it would definitely fall in the post Scream era slashers. Like this is kind of the Freddy Krueger of that era, if That's if, if, if I dare say, because he's the supernatural killer. Uh, feeds for uh, 21, tw- tw- is it twenty one or twenty seven? It's 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 it's, it's within a month. Yeah, yeah. So he comes back every. I think it's every twenty seven years for twenty seven days. And yeah, I love the cre- the the creeper design. If it's twenty seven years. They definitely took that from Stephen King's it. I think that's what it is. Is it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, but the, this first movie, I, th- I think, still really holds up. It's a nice like uh, brother sister on a. Basically, it starts off as a as a road trip movie and ends up as a, in a in a slasher territory. So this, uh, yeah, I, I love this movie. I've seen it you know, half a dozen times. I think it's very creepy. Uh, there's a scene at the end, towards the end of the movie, in a police station that's very tense. It's the creeper picking off people. Uh, I think, like I said, the creeper design is incredible. Um, the way that character like transforms throughout the movie, I really love. Like he advances. Like you figure out towards the end, like oh, this guy could fly. Like what do what do we do now? This guy can fly. He's chasing us in this creepy van at first, and now he can fly. So I do. I, I love the progression of the creeper in this movie. But yeah, I think the the sequels are diminishing returns. But I, I still think this first one holds up and take out all the real life behind the scenes stuff from the director. He's a scumbag. Um, I also watched Insidious one and two right before Halloween. Uh, it's my, probably my favorite modern horror series. Uh, I, I think one and two are perfect companion pieces to one another. Um, I, I do love that. The second one is basically back to the future part two, but with uh, insidious characters and that they go into the further and uh figure out where some of the scares from the first movie come out. Uh, I do love that. I, I, I still think the first one is one of the scariest movies I've ever seen. I still get scared by the first insidious. Uh, the, the tiny Tim song that plays a couple times. is terrifying. It's spine chilling. Uh, the sequence where Rose Byrne is walking through the house. Like she's taking out the garbage and the camera's just following her outside. And then you cut like past windows and you see this little boy dancing inside is no, it's terrifying to me. Um, yeah, so Insidious 1 and 2, uh, I love it. 3 and 4 are fine. They're fine movies. You know, I, I've only ever seen the first Insidious, and it, it bores me. <sighs> I, don't, I don't know what it is about that movie. I, it's one of the only James Wan... Honestly, it's one of the only James Wan movies that I'm... And I know I'm in the minority on it. Just something with that movie has never clicked with me. But I agree that uh, that one shot of uh, Rose Byrne doing the... Uh, garbage that mm-hmm. is that is an effective scene I, I don't know what it is about the rest of the movie though that just it's never grabbed me i think it's because patrick wilson is like void of uh, any charisma at all i don't yeah I, I think he has no i think he's much like, better and than i the I, I, I sort of like had this weird thing where like i get patrick wilson's like vibe but at the same time like he he's always like the most drab parts of the movies he's in I don't know. Like, weirdly just, enough, though, I liked him in the A Team movie. Sure, sure. <laughs> I, I I agree with Casey. I I mean, I don't I don't like the second one, <clears throat> and the only reason why I don't like it is because I don't like when movies go back and explain stuff that I just didn't need information for. Mm-hmm. But I, I it, it is a really interesting idea to, to use in a horror movie. Like, I've never seen that in a horror movie, um, and it's it's possible it could have happened somewhere else. I think Insidious is. I don't know if scary is the right word, but it definitely leaves like its mark on me whenever I watch it to where like when I walk through my own house, then my my peripherals act up more. 
And uh, I don't like the ending. I think the third act of Insidious is, I don't know, it just doesn't work for me. But everything before that, you know, like the the, the dinner table sequence is... Yeah, that's when the, got when a the good Darth Maul demon has, pops has, has up. a great jump scare. The, that's got um, a great jump scare. The, the shot uh, of my camera, like right now. Yeah, yeah. the uh, the, uh, the the sequence with Rose Byrne in the garbage mm-hmm. is just an all timer. Uh, where they go to, where they hear like the baby screaming, and they go to the crib, and that whole sequence, like although when there's he, a dude behind the yeah, the window. It, it, that feels like pretty pretty lifted from. The ghost watch but it's still very very effective um so i like mm-hmm. insidious for me like just completely works other yeah. than it's last like 20 minutes but. see i still i love that last 20 minutes i still yeah. get scared there's one sequence in that too where the- patrick wilson's walking around and that family's just sitting there not moving like mannequins and all of a sudden he hears three gunshots go off and he comes back and they're all dead the, the, the they part- turn around and they're yeah. smiling after him like no no the no. part that works for me in that sequence is when he's like in the demon's lair and the demon's like you know doing his like scientific study mm-hmm. stuff up in the thing and then all of a sudden like petra wilson looks up and the demon's just staring at him that's that's the stuff that works for mm-hmm. me you know so yeah i i i think it's a it's a lot of fun Man, you guys are making me want to rewatch this. I, I've, rewatch I've watched it with a group. It, yeah. That's what you should yeah. do is watch with a group. Because I've watched it twice by myself, and I just neither time really. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I just didn't get into it, but I do like everybody digs this movie, yeah. and I feel like I'm just missing something. The, these, you know? first, hey man, I have those too. Yeah. Yeah, these first two are like my high school. Like these were our rewatches of horror movies right. that we watch constantly. So. I mean, it took me 15 years to love Reanimator. So yeah, that's fair. That's mm-hmm. fair. Uh, and then I'll quickly run through the other ones. I watched Coraline for the first time. Oh, I love Coraline. Love I, it. I liked it. I didn't love yeah, it. Yeah, I'm in the same boat. I didn't <sighs> love it. Gosh. I, I don't, don't know, know I, what it, but I, it's just, I don't know what it was. Neil Gaiman, like as an author, just works for me. Mm-hmm. I like all of his writing. And I just, I think uh, I'm blanking on the director's name. It's the same guy who did A Nightmare Before Christmas. Um. It's Henry something. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Henry Selleck. Selleck. Yeah. That's right. I, I think his animation style works really well with Neil Gaiman's style. And uh, I, I just, I don't know. That movie that movie works for me quite a bit. I, I like it a lot. Is, is that one of the Leica Studio mm-hmm. movies? It's their first one. I, I, yeah. say, I, I think it was their first one. I really, I'm not a big Coraline fan. I really dig Box Trolls. and um, Box Trolls is fantastic. Is, is Paranorman. 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 Yep. I think Paranorman is probably my second. Like, I, I love both of those two movies. Yeah. I think those movies are incredible. I don't think they've made a bad movie, honestly, because they did, after that, they did uh, Kubo, which is really good. Kubo and the Two Strings. I've not seen that one yet. And then uh, their latest one, which just bombed, but it got the Golden Globe, was uh, The Missing Link. Mm, yeah. Okay. And that was that was a really fun movie, too. Mm-hmm. They're, they're a good animation studio. For yeah. me, like... They're sort of like where Pixar was back in the day, where it's like, oh man, these guys coming out, they're doing really interesting things, and they sort of like they're just doing hit after hit. So I'm curious to see where they go yeah. in the next like ten and years. And it seems like in the animation category, it's Pixar or uh, Leica. Leica winning the best animated feature. Yeah, it's one of the two. Yeah, and I just it, it does bum me out because none of them have been particularly successful at the box office, but they do kind of pick up steam on like streaming and home video and that type that's good. of thing. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's good. And I think that's just the stop motion yeah. style. It, it, it's not a box office. Like even look at nightmare before Christmas. Like yeah. that's not picked up. Until that was more, that was more. A cult. Later. What's, yeah. What's the last like big uh, stop motion animation that sort of was like a, a box office hit was, would it be like the curse of the way rabbit? 
uh, Wallace oh, and Gromit. Yeah, because yeah, that was a pretty decent so, hit when it came was out. Was Frankenweenie a pretty big hit? Yeah, Frankenweenie did pretty was it the, well, I, th- I okay, thought. Okay. Maybe. I don't know. Just because it is. Because that's the, is that the last one Disney put out? Yeah. And I dig stop motion. Like Frankenweenie, mm-hmm. Curse of the Weir Rabbit, anything like it. Like, oh, God. It, it's just, it's it's probably my favorite animation style. Just mm-hmm. because I, I it just feels so lived in. Like, I, I love it. I love it so much. Yeah. So. Sorry, uh, I railroaded you on that Caroline thing. No, that's so. fine. You have more to say about it than I did. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so that was Coraline. Uh, and then the next ones kind of all relate to what we're talking about uh, today. Uh, I watched Candyman 3, Day of the Dead, for the first time. Uh, finally finish, finishing How the, was that? the Candyman trilogy. Uh, it's terrible. Uh, <laughs> it's a horrible movie. Uh, I think first one's a masterpiece, as me and Sam have gushed about. Hey, ho, 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 ho. I, I did me too. Okay. Yeah. Hold but we, on. Sam was I on love, our Sam yeah, was, was on our uh, Candyman episode. Okay. That's what I was yeah. Okay. To. Yeah, okay. Yes. Sorry. I was like, hey, whoa. There's three of us here. <laughs> yeah, Blake. We all we know have, you hate Candyman. We should have our own like little like Rotten Tomatoes within this group of like, oh, like 66 percent of us. Yeah. Recommend. <laughs> we should. Yeah. And, and, like, we should have like something sort of like certified fresh meat or something like yeah. that. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, Candyman rules. Yeah, Candyman yeah. rules. Uh, Candyman two is fine. It's it's good. It's a decent follow-up to the first one. Candyman 3, Day of the Dead, is one of the sleaziest movies I've ever mm, seen. I'm in. It's horrible. <laughs> it is about this blonde... It, I don't even know who the actress was. Uh, it was this blonde actress from the early 2000s looking like she's trying to be Pamela An- Anderson. Probably like Erica Laniac or something like that. And she's walking around with a white tube top on the entire movie. Right. Uh, and she is a horrible actress. Uh, and basically try and she's somehow real like her, her great uncle is Candyman is, is Tony Todd's Candyman. Uh, and so she's trying to clear his name throughout this movie, but it is just super, super sleazy. Uh, there's not enough kills in this movie. Um, yeah. In this, again, this kind of falls into that post scream era slashers because it is set during that time. Uh, but it just misses every mark of what made the first Candyman scary, what made it so important. Uh, and basically just, I, I'm sure this movie was just, they had a slasher script mm-hmm. and said, well, we have the Candyman rights. So let's just put two and two together. And this might be really like stupid, a stupid question, but is uh, Tony Todd still Candyman mm-hmm. in this third one? Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. And Tony Todd's, he's, He's Candyman. Like, yeah. yeah, he's he's good in the movie, but I just never not. knew if they actually because I mean I couldn't. I've only ever seen the first Candyman. I just couldn't see anybody else, even after just that one watch. Yeah. Um, being Candyman, other than Tony Todd. Mm-hmm. And I mean, he gets to ha- make out with like at least I think it's one or two uh, women without their tops on. <laughs> so you know that's his his compromise for for being in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then on. The- <laughs> Uh, I know a couple of these we we all watched uh, since the last time we recorded Halloween. I wa- rewatched on Halloween morning. It was kind of like my 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 breakfast watch for Halloween, and that's just a, a must. I have two two rewatches I do every year: uh, Halloween on Halloween and Christmas Story on Christmas Day. Mm-hmm. And it, it's not the same without it. So, yep. and Halloween, yeah. Do I need to say it's? More? I mean, it's my favorite. In my opinion, it's the best movie ever made, and I know that catches me a lot of flack. Mm-hmm. But I, I genuinely, genuinely believe that. I yeah. love it. It's my favorite horror movie. So, uh, And then I also watched, I know we all watched, I think we all watched this at the same time or right around the same time, Scream. Yeah. I got to see it in theaters. I watched yeah. it uh, yeah. 
the, the night before Halloween. Yep, so did I. I watched it the day after. So, yeah. So, obviously, we're gonna talk. We'll probably talk about Scream a little later, but yeah, it's oh it's God. a perfect movie. Yeah, and it's my my it's my favorite script ever. I love Scream so much, and it's so good. Yeah, and I think we've even talked about it. We'll probably just do a whole episode just on Scream. Oh yeah, like it deserves sure. its own episode. Uh, and then lastly, uh, I'll just briefly touch on it. Grindhouse, and I watched that for the Backlot Main Show, uh, where we talked about Death Proof, uh, Planet Terror rules. I, I loved that movie. Yeah, I love the trailers. Please give us the trailers as full feature length movies. Uh, but yeah, I would I would love to watch this in the theater. I wish I would have had the chance when it. What's first the came Eli out. Roth directed one? Is it Thanksgiving? Thanksgiving. Yeah. Yeah, I I would love to see that fleshed mm-hmm. out and do a feature length. Yeah, I think they should do a Grindhouse too, and do I, I would say do Eli Ross Thanksgiving and mm-hmm. Rob Zombie's Werewolf Women of the SS. Yes, yep. But uh, I don't think we will ever get that, oh. unfortunately. So, yeah. And if you want to hear my thoughts, go listen to the uh, Death Proof episode of Backlot. I have yet to. I, I've been very behind on my podcast, but I'm very excited to listen to that. So yeah, that was it. That is all my recent watches. So Sweet. if you guys want to go ahead. Uh, I think I'll just go because my, I'm just like we're gonna have a, like a big boomerang here since my last my first one is Death Proof, um, mm-hmm. which I really I, the more I watch it the more I love it. There's mm-hmm. so many things that are really interesting in it. Um, I, I I I was Kurt Russell's my favorite actor, and I don't think he's ever been better than he is in Death Proof. I think there's a great I don't want to talk about it too much because people haven't seen it, but there's a great twist on his character mm-hmm. that sort of like just comes out of nowhere at the end of the movie. Um he has this Yes it does. He has this incredible he has this incredible scene with Ven- Vanessa Ferlito where they're sort of like seducing one another without them really even knowing it. Mm-hmm. Um he talks about being a wolf without stalking people. It's just it's, it's like such incredible uh like line delivery, uh, the 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 scenes where he uh, <laughs> he kills a set of girls in a car is a lot of fun and really interesting. Um, and then a few days later, I watched Planet Terror, which is slowly coming down in stature for me. I think it's a fun movie, but ultimately, I don't think Robert Rodriguez is a very good filmmaker, and it suffers because of that i like robert rodriguez's family friendly stuff more than i like his adult stuff weirdly yeah i mean and it I, might I, be because i grew up on spy yeah. kids but i think sin city is his best movie oh i do love sin city yeah. that's that's a great movie which has a lot of horror uh, yeah. content in it uh, i watched the 2018 halloween a rewatch i should say mm-hmm. um I it's saw that good yeah. it's good it's it's coming down for me. I had it four stars. Now it's at three for me. Yeah, if, if I brought it down to about three and a half from four as well. I'd say it's my overall favorite score from that oh, series. Yeah, the score is the strongest yeah. for sure. Um, I watched Peninsula, which is bad. It's very, very, very bad. Um, so what you're saying, this, I, I still haven't seen Train to Busan, so just skip uh, Peninsula, just watch Train to Busan. Yeah, well, I mean... <sighs> Yes, you okay. need to watch Train to Busan. Yeah, I know. I really, I really do want to see that. It's one. very good. It's been in my queue, and it's on like three streaming services. Yeah. So there's really no excuse. Um, so I'm just, I've not heard anything good about Peninsula. Between, I, I know you have watched it, Blake, and I know Andy, the fat dude, has watched it as well. Even his name in our little group chat. Was, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, like, what, what was thankful the, for South Korean cinema except, except Peninsula. Peninsula. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that cracks it's, me up. It's unfortunately not good. Um, so. Um, won't make your best of the year list. No, it won't make the best of anything. I don't think. Uh, and then I'm going to sort of 
skip a bunch because we'll talk about it in a little bit. I watched Brandon Cronenberg's Possessor, which um, is maybe not a horror movie, but there's a lot of like horror elements to it. Um, this, this is a wild, wild movie. Um, I don't know where to start with this. Basically, it's about this woman who is an, an assassin, but she instead of like actually going out into the world to kill people, the the the, the government agency or, or the agency that she works for has this technology that lets her infiltrate someone's brain without them knowing it. And then and then she runs their body and then go kill and then they go kill the the person they need dead and then she jacks out and then the person is there who like oh like what am I doing or they they sort of do like a a a thing where the person who committed the crime is gets killed by the police so there's no way to link this whole thing um I think if you are if you if you're not a fan of violence you need to stay away from this this movie is incredibly incredibly violent um there are some scenes where people are stabbed that look they're like it looks like they just found somebody in the street and actually stabbed them it looks just very real you know like when you when you when you watch like movies you can generally tell like how they did it this is like okay they actually stabbed this person that's how good this looks See, and that's the type of gore that i just um, i that it's, stuff just—it's very, gets to me. very. It's it's they're, they're they're like you know you watch a movie and you're like oh this is this is incredibly intense and then they're like there's like this little joke or there's like a line of dialogue that sort of relieves tension. There's, there's none of that in this. Mm-hmm. It is for ninety minutes straight just like intense violence, uh, very serious. Uh, Christopher Abbott. Uh, I wish this guy was a bigger bigger actor. He's very very good in this. Um, the sex and nudity is also incredibly graphic. So uh, this movie just pushes all the boundaries as far as it can sort of go. So if, if, if you want to see something that is sort of like testing your, um, your willpower, then this is, this is what you want. If, if, if not, then stay away because th- this, is in, this is an incredibly transgressive movie that really goes for it and doesn't hold anything back with violence, sex, anything. But I, I guarantee you've never really experienced something like this before. It's a very, very icy, cold, cold-hearted movie. So um, God, your description of that <laughs> makes me honestly want like it makes me interested. It, like, like, it, it intrigues me, but I'm also like I don't know if I yeah, want to subject myself to it, that. It's, it's not like it's not like oh my god, I'm gonna puke or anything. But right? You're just like, you're watching. You're like, whoa! Brandon Cronenberg watched his dad movies and was like, where where can I go next? Jeez. And so he sort of like brought it into the real world with mm-hmm. with with the violence and the, and the horror. And um, I, I want to rewatch it. I didn't love it. There's some stuff like about like I, I, I I'm okay with the movie not explaining everything as long as like the artistic value or the the um, the aesthetics of a movie sort of push it a little more where I don't care. Kind of like a David Lynch movie. Um, and this one didn't push it far enough to where I started to ask, like, well, how does this work? And how does this – and they don't explain really how everything works. So I'm, I don't love the movie, but I, I admire its audacity. And that's why I, I recommend it. Rec- recommend it. Um, that might be – I watched I rewatched Baccarat, which is a really great, like, movie from Brazil that sort of dips its toes into horror. So I won't discuss it too much. It's, it's, it's really great. Um, and then I watched one more. Uh, I watched the new Kevin Bacon movie. You should have left. Oh, how was that? <laughs> um, it's awesome. 
it's, it really? It's awesome. Yeah. Um, You're one of the only people that I've heard say that. And it, the, yeah. Uh, I, that the, makes me so excited. It, it to sounds watch like it. a wild movie. I still need the to check op- it out. The opening, yeah, <laughs> the opening 10 minutes has like um, this girl, this the open, movie opens with this, with this young girl and like she starts hearing noises in her house. And so all of a sudden, like there's, you know, you, you're searching this guy, like walking in the background and, and it's one of those like really great horror scenes where the person's like looking in the darkness and they can't see anything. And then the girl's like, this young, and I'm, when I mean young girl, I mean, she's like six or seven and she's just like, who's there? You know? And then she goes, God damn it. And then goes and shuts the door. And then all of a sudden she goes back in bed and this, this guy who's stalking her is like, you shouldn't swear. And like, oh. and then, and then, um, it cuts to like morning and like Kevin Bacon is, is somehow married to Amanda Seyfried. I have no idea how this works, but cause he's Kevin Bacon. Sure. But you know, like Kevin Bacon's 75 and Amanda Seyfried is 27 <laughs> or something, but like, so she's an actress and, uh, you know, he's like this retired banker who has this shady past. And so he goes to visit her on this, on her film set. And like, there's a PA at the edge of the film set who's like, yeah, what's what's like, I can't let you win unless your name's in the list. And he's like, you know, my name's so-and-so. My wife's the, the main star of the movie. You know, can I come in? He's like, you're not in the list. I'm not letting you in. And so then like, all of a sudden you hear someone in the background go rolling and they start rolling. And his, the scene is like his wife's, his wife is banging this dude in the car. And so he's sitting there like looking at the PA, the PA is looking at him while his wife is like, you know, moaning, you know, and then they're like, God, we got to do that again. So they do the whole thing over again. Oh and um, I'm like, good Lord. What, like, what movie, what kind of movie is this? <laughs> this is all before, this is all before the plot, the plot starts or anything. And then, and then they finally, you know, like have to go rent this house and, you know, well, whales and, and then, and then the, the plot starts. But um, when, when the, when the plot starts, you know, happening and you're sort of like wondering what's happening, it's really interesting. Um, it takes a while to work. It, it takes a long time before you start to like really piece together what's happening. Even though like the, the clues are all there, like it's it's a, it, it takes a long time to get to where um, the movie exposes itself. And I, I really I really like that. I sort of knew like okay, the ending is not going to satisfy me. Mm-hmm. I, just, I just know it's not going to happen. So going into the ending, knowing that. I wasn't as let down with the movie as, as I, I probably would have been if I was like, oh my God, where is this going? Um, but it's a lot of fun. Kevin Bacon's great in it. Um, and then the, the girl who plays his daughter is also uh, really good. And there's a lot of great creepy sequences, uh, especially one where him and his daughter try to escape the house and they end up going in like these big loops and they get cold and a lot of really great stuff with sound design. Um, yeah, this is a lot of fun. I was really surprised because the trailer I thought was complete garbage. See, and I thought the trailer looked awesome. Um, and it's David Coop, right? Who wrote David and directed Kep, yeah. or Kep, yeah. yeah. Um, and he did what I think is another underrated movie, uh, The Secret Window. Oh, I, I love that yeah, movie I didn't so like much. That one, but he also did Storm um, Echoes as well. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So, like, I, I feel like I, I like David Kep movies more than the average person. But I had heard nothing but bad things about this one. I, my expectations so, were super low, so maybe that's why. But I, really, I had a lot of fun with it. I really I'm did. really excited to watch this now. Yeah. Um, like, because I trust your opinion. Obviously, we wouldn't be doing a podcast together if I didn't. <laughs> but yeah, that's awesome. I'm, I'm stoked to watch that now. So yeah, all right. It's all, it's dope. Is that everything you? Yeah, got? I'm, I'm done. Okay, cool. I'll, I'll start with mine. I, uh, this is kind of not really horror kind of horror um i watched the uh, dylan o'brien movie love and monsters which uh it's about this you know 20 some year old guy uh monsters 
take over. Like it's an apocalypse movie where monsters have taken over Earth, and so uh, it's the next Jurassic Park movie, essentially. Kind of, yeah, yeah. And, and it's interesting because like there's not like one type of monster. It basically is just like every for some reason every animal except for humans for whatever reason are mutated. And like, the one dog. Yeah, and the one dog, which oh my god, the dog, like the dog is the best part of this movie. He's he's fantastic. I think we need to start having like, Oscars category for animals. Yeah, yes. we really do because if if we did, this dog would be hands down the the pick. Like it, it's so good. It, it kind of plays like a mix of Warm Bodies and Zombie Land. It's PG thirteen, so it's not like gory, but there are some tense set pieces. Um, the monster designs are really fun, um, and it goes in a few unexpected directions where I'm like, oh, that's kind of an interesting way to take it. Um, it's pretty heartfelt and just like I don't know. Not not anything that's gonna scare you or but like if your teens are starting to get into like the not I, I hesitate to call it like horror horror. But you know, like if you have a teen who's not super into like scary stuff, this is a movie that they'd probably enjoy quite a bit. Um I re I, I rewatched House of Wax, the remake, for the first time since I was probably like a freshman in high school. And I didn't like it when I was in high school, and I think part of that was I got swept up in the whole oh Paris Hilton sucks. There is a great joke in the movie about Paris Hilton and her sex tape. Yes, <laughs> yes, there is. There is 100%. Um, I actually really liked this movie on rewatch. Um, it's got some really good gore. Poor Jared Padalecki in this movie is just, I mean, he's tortured through the whole thing. And like, it just, I, I mean, you feel sorry for the guy. There are some really tense, tense set pieces. Um, I like... I like the kind of twist at the end where I, I won't spoil it, but you know, there's a set of twins it, at the center of this movie that are basically killing people and putting them in their wax town. Like mm -hmm. the entire town is basically a mm -hmm. wax museum. I just, I found it really interesting and uh, it, it's not gonna, you know, it's not going to win any awards or anything no. like that as far as movies go, but it was just kind of a fun. It's a solid mid two thousands. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like I mean, it's very two thousand six. Yeah, it, it, it's yes, very yes, two thousand six. Yes, yes. From the soundtrack, to, I mean, it ends with a my like the end credit song is "My Chemical Romance" is Helena, which I thought was just dope. And I think it opens know? with like a Static X or a Disturbed yeah. song or something. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like one of those post grunge songs. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah. I, I um, I'll, I just want to say one thing really quick on House of Wax. I love the sequence where everything's burning at the end. Yes, I. I that is some of the most that's some of the best production design yeah. of, of, of horror movies like it's just incredible how they did some of that stuff yeah like, and like they're like falling floors are the giving floor. out and yeah. the walls are coming down it's like how the hell did they do this yeah it's it's nuts it's yeah. cool because it doesn't look like it's it looks very practical also i think paris hilton gets shitted on too much like what is she's like not bad she's not it. bad in it no. also like a, I mean, she gets killed. Yeah. So like, you you get to go watch her get killed, and like for like someone who's and her death is just, her death scene is actually one of the best in yeah, the movie. And, I thought. And, and for for where you're basically just in there screaming the entire time, she's she's not that bad. Yeah. So. She was a she was a half decent scream queen. Yeah. I thought. Uh, I yeah. A, I need a freaking rewatch that movie. Yeah, it's you come, really it's should. Come up so many times, and yeah, I hated it when I watched it in high school, yeah. early college, and it's I Casey. I actually I think you would like this one. It's, I'll have to re it's a lot of fun. It's it's been for I, I swear since we started Killer Countdown and then this it's like 
It's come up so many times. I still think we should do uh I still think we should do a slash lot episode on the like first like four or five Dark Castle Isn't there only uh, remakes. Four or five? Yeah. Yeah, well, they they moved on and went into like more original stuff because they did like Splice later on and a Splice bunch of other stuff. Splice is great. I've never seen Splice, but yeah, I, I do. It's fine. Yeah. Um, I also finally watched Army of Darkness for the first time on VHS thanks to Casey. Hell yeah. Um, the funny thing about this, uh, the movie's great, but uh, the funny thing about this is uh, my girlfriend. The night I decided to watch it, uh, as you guys know on Zoom, I my name is Groovy Ash and my avatar is a blood-soaked bruce campbell um my girlfriend was meeting with this group of people for a a 31 day health thing that she was doing um and she accidentally signed on to the very first zoom meeting where she was meeting all of these people under my zoom account so i was i was watching army of darkness in the other room and all of a sudden i hear from her from the computer oh my what is that picture (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and i i like poke my head into the into the other room and she's literally like hands over her face just like oh my gosh it's my boyfriends and i just i died laughing it was so funny like because it's it's a bunch of these like suburban moms who clearly have never seen an evil dead movie it just made me laugh so much and yeah love had, a good suburban mom reaction right <laughs> <laughs> i i had a jolly good time watching this and i'm sure part of it was because of that experience but it's also just a dope movie not as good as the first two but yeah it's good um i watched the babysitter killer queen i don't need a babysitter three. Oh, uh, i have a quick question do they play this the queen song killer queen in they this? do God yes they do i'm not watching this it. shit I'm not um watching it. <laughs> surprisingly though that needle drop is one of the best parts of the movie. yeah it's a pretty good, pretty I'm, not, good I'm, I'm sorry i'm not doing it. that um I thought the best use of, sorry, off topic, but I thought the best use of the Killer Queen needle drop was, um, I don't even think it made the actual movie. Maybe it did, but it was in the uh, trailer for Atomic Blonde. Yes. And oh my God, that was, that's such a cool trailer and such a cool movie. I love it. Great. Um, skipping a bunch because these are the ones we're talking about. <laughs> um, I rewatched Young Frankenstein, still one of my favorite comedies ever. Uh, Good movie. It's fantastic. Um, I rewatched Ready or Not. Every time I watch this movie, I like it a little bit more. I remember being a little like, eh, on it when I saw it in the theater. Just like, I don't know. It just didn't quite get me pumped the way I thought it would. And every time I've watched it, I liked it better. It's moved from a three star to a four star for me. Yep. Um, that movie rules. Rewatch Jennifer's Body. It's. I'm sorry, guys. This is damn near a perfect movie. I love it. Yeah, it's great. I, it's it's one of my favorites. Um, rewatch the nun. Actually, like this movie. This movie is better than I think a lot of people give it credit for. Agreed. Um, it, the set design, the cinematography, Bonnie Aaron's as Valak is. It, there's just a lot of good elements there. Yeah. Um, I love when when um. Oh my God! Why am I Tysa Farmiga? I love when she takes her vows finally at the beginning of the third act. It feels like she's like, feels like in the Power Rangers where they like all team up and they like all of a sudden get these like super, you know. Yeah. Uh, it she she's like it's like a superpower, you know, and I just love it. Um, I need to, I, again, I need to rewatch that one. I watched it in the theaters it's, and I didn't love it, and I was like, yeah, it's was- my favorite yeah. movie outside of the the Conjuring in the Conjuring universe outside of the, those first two. Right. Man. Yeah. 
I see. I like it. I I don't think it's if you go into it expecting conjuring level stuff, like you're going to be disappointed. There's some like great but, Italian filmmaking in. in oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It's great. There are problems. Problem great visual. My a, problem is it feels like every scare is just a scare, and there's no payoff to anything. Especially when uh, it is a little. He's heavy buried alive, scares. and then just nothing happens. I'm like, what? what oh, see, I love that. What's going on? And is, is that great. is that Damien Bursch? Bur- 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 mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think yeah. he's such a great actor. Yeah, he's he's great, and I mean, I wish they gave him more to do. I wish they gave all the actors yeah. more to yeah. do. Yeah. But I, I think I think the cast does well with what they what they have. Yeah. I enjoy it. Yeah, me too. I enjoy the way they defeat the nun too, and I won't. Uh, Spoil What's that, your guys' but... favorite spinoff of the Conjuring movie? Blake, yours is the nun. the nun. Yeah, I think mine is Annabelle comes home. I just love that haunted house. Is that the, house is that the sleepover one? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. just dig that one so much. It. It's not. It, it... Creation's really good too. Yeah, mm-hmm. creation's really good. The creation's dark. Like I can throw on comes home just about any time and just have fun with it, but I have to be in the right mood for creation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know. I I enjoyed parts of um, comes home. I just wish they would have skipped the whole werewolf thing oh see i like the werewolf yeah but. see i'm i'm kind of on on both ends of that because i'm like yeah we get the werewolf finally because i've been cool. waiting for the werewolf but yeah. i'm like well i wanted conjuring three to be the werewolf and, yeah. and also isn't it a cgi werewolf no yeah. it's actually a practical one is it yeah it is actually mm. a dude in a suit if you watch like the behind the scenes stuff okay. uh it's yeah, just that they, it like they scary put... stories to tell in the dark like style of where uh, they kind of do but... digital over it yeah and yeah. and there's a little bit of that too but Give us the werewolf. Come yeah, on. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's fun. That's my favorite of the spinoffs. Um, I rewatched The Hunt. I I'm in the minority that actually likes this. I don't think it works I as a social a commentary, like it, don't they? I don't know. Like, there's so there was so much hate for it initially, and I I just I think maybe I think, that was uh, more because of the controversy. Like this, yeah, this probably that pushback. Well, and it it doesn't work as a social commentary, like at all. I mean, it, it's. I just think it's been done before. But it also, I mean, Betty Kilpin just makes this movie. Yeah, it's a star-making performance. Like, she, she just, she kills it. I might she, have to update my schmuckies now that we're talking about this movie. Yeah, she's fantastic in it. Um, I, I rewatched it because I know we're coming up on the end of the year. I assume we're going to do a best horror of the year yeah. episode. So I've been kind of trying to rewatch some of them that I've thought like maybe. There's these movies you that know? like, I don't know if I'd call it a horror movie. Yeah, and that's that's the thing with that one too is it's not but necessarily I'm not gonna, horror. I'm not going to tell you not to play. It's, like for it's me, genre like, like, for me, Ready or Not is not a horror movie. Oh really? Period. See, I yeah. I consider Ready or Not a horror movie, yeah. but I I don't count 15 seconds of screen time horror as a horror movie. So fair. Um, and then the last one that I want to talk about, you can check out my review on backlot605.com of this. Here we go. Um, it is potentially Sam Lynn's hot take. My three, my favorite two. It, it, it's my favorite movie of the year. It really is. I <laughs> La Llorona. Like, <laughs> you know, I... You I, rewatched Hubie Halloween? Did I? Probably. That was the joke. Oh. <laughs> Your favorite of the year. Well, that's definitely one of them, yeah. It's top five still. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, uh... No, I, Freaky just... God damn, guys. I really wish you would have watched this beforehand because I feel like we could discuss this really well. But it, Vince Vaughn... He gives my favorite male performance. Not it's not Elizabeth Moss in The Invisible Man, but I'd say like, dare I say I actually liked Freaky even more than The Invisible Man. I think The Invisible Man is is a better horror movie, but as far as just all around movie goes, I, I Freaky just hit 
every note for me. Uh, Vince Vaughn is great. Catherine Newton is phenomenal in this. Like, and the supporting cast all just knock it out of the park. There are some great, they're actually like really good, gory kills, amazing set pieces. Um, if your problem with the Happy Death Day movies was the PG-13 rating, Christopher Landon has heard that and he has given his rebuttal in Freaky because it is very much an R-rated movie and it works. Um, table saws are used, chainsaws, butcher hooks. Like, I just, God dang it, I love this movie so much. Um, it was it was actually hard for me to write a review that wasn't just me going like, go see this movie. Just, just go see it. Vince Vaughn. Ah! You know, like, ah, I don't know, guys. I, I have yet to go in for my rewatch, but I need to see it again in theaters. It's fantastic. It's, it's my favorite movie of the year so far. I love it. I'll see it eventually. Yeah. I am hoping to go out uh, this Thanksgiving week weekend to go watch it. That might be my, my Thanksgiving uh, movie watch in the theaters. It Cause yeah, I want to watch it in the theaters when, yeah. when it's still there. And I think this might be its last week. Uh, yeah. I'm very, I, I'm looking forward to this movie. I love the trailer. Uh, I like the first happy death day. Don't love the second one. See, and I think, I think both of them are on par with each other. I love those movies yeah. a lot. I like the idea of the second one. I just don't think it's a horror movie, but I don't think it's a horror movie yeah. either. I just, I enjoy it for yeah. what it is being like more of a sci-fi comedy. I like Jessica Roth though. A oh, lot. She's really good. In yeah. Both she's of them. fantastic. I really like yeah. her a lot. She's uh sort of wish like maybe more people would take a chance on her for some bigger stuff but, yeah. or she could just become a, a scream queen and, you know, live, live on that legend. Yeah, but, for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. I, I love it. Uh, I think Chris Landon is maybe one of my, uh, Weirdly enough, I think Chris Landon is one of my favorite uh, working directors right now. His uh, his blend of horror and comedy mm-hmm. just works for Scouts, me. Scout's Guide is Scout's good. Guide is awesome. I love love Scout's Guide. Um, he actually, I was is looking that the one at they his go to the strip club. Yeah. Okay, I've seen that. That's yeah, a, that's a fun. Movie. They've got the zombie that sings Britney Spears with them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like just so much of that movie is so much fun, and I, I love it. Um, he also, I was looking into his filmography. And I didn't realize this, but he wrote Disturbia with Shia LaBeouf. And I'm like, that, I love that movie. I like that movie. Um, and so I just, I think Chris Landon just, he works for me on just a basic, like, mm-hmm. I, I connect with everything he, he does. He understands the genre. Yeah. yeah. And I, I which, just, which paranormal activity did he do? Um, was either four, four or the marked ones? It was one of those two or both. I don't know. I think he, I think I he know. worked on scripts for both of them. I think he only, I think he directed four. I can't be for sure though. Okay. So, but yeah, he's, he's just good. He's, Mm -hmm. he's fun. And he like, he makes horror movies that are definitely geared towards teenagers, but it never feels like pandering. It still feels like as an adult, I can enjoy that. It doesn't feel like a studio meddling with it. Being a teen, like trying to get teens to watch this horror movie. It feels like he understands the genre and where like, teens can find an entry point into it yeah exactly yeah. exactly and i i just i love it he's he's a lot of fun mm-hmm. so 
Is that all you got? That's all I got. I thanks for letting me gush about Freaky, y'all. He directed the marked ones. The he directed marked the marked ones. ones. Okay, that's a horrible. Yeah, movie. I didn't care for that one so much. But there's really only one Paranormal Activity that I actually like, and it's three. Yep. Yes. Three is fantastic. Sam belongs. I uh, I remember seeing that opening night in theaters in a sold out crowd, and it's still one of my favorite theater experiences ever. That movie Three scares rules. the hell out of me. Oh yeah, it's terrifying. I think we're like in the minority of like we're re- like three is easily the best. No, I think three is the most loved like mm. across the board. You know what's funny is about a about a month or two after I watched three, I was uh I was house sitting for my grandparents and watching their dog while they were out of town for a week. And they live out in the country, you know. And I looked out the window, uh, like my second night that I was there, and I saw a bunch of people out standing around a bonfire about half a mile down the road. <laughs> and it scared the hell out of me. I was like locking the doors. I got my grandpa's shotgun out. <laughs> I was like, nope, this isn't happening. It's <laughs> funny. Uh all right, should we go to the main topic? Main topic. I'm I'm feeling it. Let's do it. Excited for this. I'm buzzing from all the coffee. <laughs> yeah. Sam's getting freaky. I was actually, I was actually drinking a bunch of coffee before this too, so I'm like actually oh really buzzing. I had a cup before this as well, so I'm <laughs> I'm ready to light this up. All right. Where so should we start a little bit with the the history where the genre is at this point and our history with it as well? Sure, we can yeah. do that because we kind of touched on it, but I think we start with Scream, mm-hmm. and which I, is okay. It's it's a fine. Yeah, it, it's, it's fine. It's fine. It's yeah. nothing nothing groundbreaking or special no. or long lasting about it. No, it's, <laughs> it's fine. Uh, no, we we all love Scream. I think Scream all is. of us put it in in in. Yeah, as one of the greatest horror movies ever yeah, made. Oh, yeah. It's goat status. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it is. Uh, it's a five star movie, hands down. Yeah. And. Uh, check. Yep. Five stars. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but at that point, the genre of at least slashers is pretty much dead. Yeah. Because we're getting to the point where it's getting straight to VHS sequels. We're getting sequels that no one's you know watching. Jason we're getting Candyman three. We're getting Candyman <laughs> three. Uh, Halloween H two O. Halloween. Oh, that's after this. That's what I meant, right? Yeah. No, no, no. Right before this. Sorry, right before Scream. Where we're oh, at. okay. I'm sorry. Yeah, yes. I'm sorry. So we're getting like Freddy's Dead and the end of Jason. Like everybody's. Mm-hmm. It's the the end of the genre, pretty much. Yeah. Slashers uh, were dead. Yeah, and, and I think the only one really going by that point is Chucky was kind of just kicking off, but still he's yeah. kind of reaching. Yeah. They only had Ch- uh, Child's Play three because Child's Play but, three didn't do particularly no. well in the in the box office. And so. again, that gets revitalized because of Scream. Yeah, uh, which we can talk on talk on oh, uh, some of those. Too. Also, a very self referential yep. movie as well. Bride of Chucky. Bride God. of Chucky rules. I, yeah. It's my favorite in the series. Mm-hmm. To be fair. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so then Scream comes out, changes the genre. It's genre changing. Everything from that point forward is like, how can we cash on Scream? How can we make our own version of Scream? Slashers are back. Let's get more uh, MTV faces on our poster and mm-hmm. throw them in a slasher movie. So what are what are the four movies we're going to talk about with that era? The four that we landed on were... I know what you did last summer, which was also directed by Ke- or not directed, written by Kevin Williamson. Uh, we were gonna do. We did Cry Wolf. We did 
Valentine, and we are going to talk about Urban Legend. Mm-hmm. Um, funnily enough, I didn't know this, but uh, Valentine and Urban Legend were both directed by Jamie Blanks, who, besides these two, has not really made a high-profile movie since. Hmm. So, But yeah, what about... So this is... I had seen half of them, so I had seen I Know What You Did and Urban Legend. Yep, those were the two I had seen. Yeah, so Cry Wolf was the first time. Valentine was the first time. Blake, mm-hmm. I know you had watched all of these. Yeah, beforehand. I, um, I, well, I, I, um, I know what you did last time was a first time watch. Was it a first time? I th- maybe I've seen it before. Um, but that was the one that I had the, the least amount of memory to rely on. So that, um, that was sort of like what, what, um, sparked this whole thing maybe it was you talking about urban legend too yeah on our last episode and i was like oh i haven't seen that in forever but um yeah so i i have uh a lot of good uh memories with the other three but i know what you did last summer was the one that i had to like do a lot of catching up on yeah weirdly enough i think uh the one that i've seen the most is the one that i like the least which is i know what you did last summer um and it's just because it was I don't know how I got it, but I, I got the two pack on DVD um, from like a local video store that was just like, it was, I know what you did last summer. I still know what you did last summer. And just for lack of having other movies at the time, um, it was when I was still kind of building my horror collection. I just, I watched it a lot, but I never really enjoyed it much. You know, I, I just, I don't know. There's something about like when, when we were talking about if we needed to include like a fifth movie and we brought up H2O, I remember I was saying, yeah, like we need something written by Kevin Williamson. Right. And then you brought up that he wrote, yeah. I know what you did last summer. Yeah. And I always forget he did because to me it has none of Williamson's well, voice in it. Yeah. I, you know, this movie is like flesh without blood. There's yeah. just, there's nothing, nothing really there that sort of grabs me. And honestly, the 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 the, the four leads or the five leads or whatever, they just they have none of the charisma no. that the people in Scream do, and they don't they don't read the dialogue, which well, sort of isn't even there anyways. Yeah, and it's so weird because like then you have Freddie Prince Jr. and Sarah Michelle Gellar. Speaking of Scooby Doo 2002, they really bring a lot of character and charisma to those Scooby Doo movies. Yeah. But I think. Well, they had a James Gunn script and well, not that, not that James Gunn is a better writer than Kevin Williamson. I don't believe that, but I just don't see the Kevin Williamson influence in this script yeah. at all. And I'm with you. This is the worst one that I, of this group that I watched. Uh, well, the one that I liked the least, I should yeah. say. Yeah. This movie is just completely, It's void there's of no, there's tension. no, there's no like, there's nothing there, you know. Like it's, yeah. It's, there's there's a great sequence where Sarah Michelle Gellar is stalked for like 20 minutes, which I, I thought was really really good. Um, a lot of really great horror filmmaking, but like, and the ending is kind of fun. The twist, but like, like that third act set piece though lacks something. No, like, it doesn't for me. There's nothing. For me. I don't know. I just don't find it. I don't find it compelling. Yeah. And I I like the Sarah Michelle. The, the, the Sarah Michelle Geller. <laughs> I like the Sarah Micheller scene, but it's like it's also it's too little. See, too that late, should have been you know for me that should have been like the final set piece yeah. of the movie because the one on the boat the is like way too much like 
Scorsese's Cape Fear, which yeah. is done way better. And like the villain reveal is sort of like mm, it's lame. Okay, I guess. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It just seems like like a let's let's get the next stars out. Um. To uh, that we can like make money off this. And there's a are, there's a really lame Dawson's Creek reference yep. in the movie. Um. And, and Freddie Prinze Jr. I just don't think is a good actor. No, I, mean, I don't think I'll get much. I think when he that. gets to the, the same thing with Jennifer Love Hewitt, she's not very good. No. But there's, there's um, no charisma. Yeah, the, the whole movie lacks. The, Ryan Philippe is just yeah, Ryan Phillip, overacting Ryan the entire what is he, time. What is going on? Like we're like he's coming from way out of left. Like yeah. he is he's out field of left field <laughs> coming into this. He's just it's not it doesn't work for me at all. And and, and, and sorry to cut you off, but no. like if I, I see I saw scary movie before this, mm-hmm. and so the entire time mm-hmm. I'm watching this, I'm just like. Man, where's like the joke with Shannon Elizabeth? Where's the, the you know like where are the jokes? And, yeah. and so like where's I, the humor? I, I where's the fun? I shouldn't fault the movie for that, but like the scary movie ruined this movie way more than it ruined uh, Scream. Scream for yeah. me, which I think Scream's own status holds it above yeah. that is why, which is why it doesn't do that for me. And you know. I think the movie's cardinal sin, like unlikable characters in horror have always been a thing, you know, like, I mean, look at the Friday, the 13th movies. Like there are very few likable characters in those movies. Um, There's very few characters at all in those movies. Um, But like the opening, the opening of this movie sets these characters up to be so unlikable. Well, that not all of them, yeah, not all of them, I suppose. I mean, I can't think of a thing that Ryan Philippi does in this movie that makes me like him. Like, there's nothing right. he does in this movie. Well, I mean, he essentially kills the guy. Like, he goes in. The guy's still alive underwater. Yeah. And he literally drowns him. Yeah. Like, I mean, at that point, you're just like, okay, like, yeah. are the kids the, – like, the kids are the killers in this. Like, Jennifer yeah. Love Hewitt is the only one that seems to feel any kind of remorse. Um, And I just – man, I just – you open with that, and I'm just like – no, like, I don't like, I don't yeah. like these kids. Yeah. I don't care what happens to these kids. And if the movie ups the camp factor, that can be okay. But it never does. It yeah, never has any humor. It's really it, enjoyable about this movie. Really. No, I just, I feel like we're talking and Casey is just sitting here. <laughs> like I, what, I mean, what do you think? Casey? Cause I like this movie. You I like, like I like this and, and I, I like, I still know what you did last summer. Uh, I think the sequel is on, on par with this one. The sequel is more fun, for sure. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. I think the sequel it has has that fun factor yeah. that this one's missing. I mean, it has Jack Black with uh, Dreadbox. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, a wild Freddie Prince Jr. performance in that movie. Uh, it's all set on this resort where apparently five people are there. And uh, I remember the tanning bed the scene tanning being bed really scene good. The tanning bed scene is great. Yeah. Uh, but I like I Know What You Did Last Summer. Uh, I think it's... a but I go into with a perspective of this isn't Scream. Uh, this is Kevin Williamson's slasher movie. Like Scream is his take, his his meta take on slashers. And this is like if he were to just write then a Maybe he should movie. have made this one first. Because... But I, and I think that's why he got this one made. This de- That's definitely why he got this yeah. made. It's because of right, the success of Scream. I feel like you don't make the, me- the meta movie first and then make, try to like make the movie that you're supposed to like not be... Or, making fun of you know mm-hmm. like yeah so the, just, the way i compare it is this is uh if, if if scream leads to his 
I know what you did last summer as a writer. This is like Tim Burton doing Ed Wood so he can make Mars Attacks. Like he's <sighs> making the Ed Wood movie after he makes Ed Wood. Yeah, I, I guess and, I could And see in that, both yeah. cases, the Ed Wood is better than Mars Attacks. Scream is much better than I know what you did last summer. Yeah. I have fun with the cast. Uh, no, none of them are good. Uh, Sarah Michelle Gellar is probably the best character in this movie. I think my, my biggest problem with this and the sequel is I would have swapped. I would have gave, yeah. given, I, I would have wrote it with Sarah Michelle Gellar's character as our lead. Yeah. I think she's more interesting than Jennifer Love Hewitt. She's a better actress than Jennifer. Love yeah. Hewitt. I mean, she emotes more, which yeah. is why I think her sequence works better yeah. for me. Yes. The rest yes. Of the movie. It's, it's the only, to me, it's the only genuinely like, it's the only scene that really gets me invested. Yeah, in I think I'm with you, Sam. There's yeah. like literally no one in this movie I, just, I sort of feel for. Even like the Jonathan Galecki character, I'm just kind of like, this guy's a scrub. Like, he's get a, him out of here. He's an asshole. Yeah. I mean. yeah. It's just, I do like Sarah Michelle Geller's character where she's kind of like, she's the the blonde prom queen, mm-hmm. uh, like the, the the queen of high school, and then she's stuck living in the hometown yeah. after. I'm yeah. like, that's, that's, that's your main character. Why are we not focused yeah, on that's, her? Yeah, that's a nice. That's a nice piece of character yeah. work there yeah. that I just don't think they expand on enough. You know, no. yeah, and I think that's just because she's the second lead female yeah. lead in this, and movie. that sucks. Because I, I, I agree, Casey. I think, I think if you put Sarah Michelle Gellar in the final girl role in this movie, you automatically have a better movie. And by this point, is Buffy out? Yes. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Yeah, I think so. I'll look it up. Here, Maybe but, I'm yeah, not sure. I mean, at that point, you do. Same year, ninety seven. Yeah, so, so right that is, high. Buffy's probably yeah. out by now. Uh, riding off that, I don't know why or, or where in the point in the casting because I'm assuming this is where she and P- Freddie Prince Jr. met. I not, think so. Not certain. I think but so. I would assume yeah. so. Uh, how do you not see the chemistry between those two? Yeah, and not make that the couple. Yeah, and again, that I think that might work a little better than with with. Uh, Ryan Felipe and and Jennifer Love Hewitt might have better chemistry that way, where he's kind of the asshole abusive boyfriend. Mm-hmm. And again, I, I I think there is there is a better movie to be had if you were to try to do this again. But didn't you know only blondes can date blondes and brunettes can only date brunettes? I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> I mean, you know that's where they were going with that. <laughs> you just dye Freddie's uh, hair blonde like you do in Scooby Doo, right? Right. So, right. Uh, yeah, I, I, I think it's a fun movie. I think this and the sequel are like a fun back-to-back double feature. Uh, I think I definitely like the sequel more than this, but I haven't watched the, the sequel since high school. Easily so. more fun. I planned to watch it, and I just didn't get around to it. Yeah. I've never seen the third one, which What's is... A... Yeah, and it has none of the God, what's none of the called? cast in it. What's that one even called? Um, I think I know I'll what you always, always know what you did I always know it. Yeah. yeah. I've never watched it. Uh, don't know <laughs> if I need I... to. I think I think I don't do less words to the boomer edition where it's like I think I know what <laughs> you think last year. Uh, and then the inevitable fourth one. And uh, Jim I'll know what you do next summer. <laughs> and apparently they are working on another one. Are they really? I think it's a remake. They should remake say. yeah, remake yeah. this. Yeah. I want to yeah. see what they can do. I I would love yeah. to see that. Uh Jim Gillespie is not a great director either. But uh, he made yeah, this. Yeah, what and else I did think he do? I see you is another fun. Yeah, I movie. see you rules. I see you, aka Detox, is a fun. It's like it's still, which, it's still like character, in a slasher. Movie. Yeah, it's still with a bunch of character actors, and they're all stuck in this house. In a house, but um, in a in a it's a rehab center. Yeah, like that a looks prison. like a freaking uh, 
It looks uh, like the Soviet bunker. It looks like the the the, the Gold, bunker from the Goldeneye. thing. Oh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I um, see I see you rules. Yes. But yeah. Uh, and and that I think that would also fall into this category. It's a post scream slasher movie. Oh, he also did Joyride. Oh, that's Joyride a great is movie. Phenomenal. That's a great movie. Oh wait, that's no, no, no. That's Never not. Never mind. That's, yeah, that's not. not the that's one. not that Joyride. Oh yeah, because that's that's the yeah. the guy who did Red Rock West. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, Joyride, yeah. another fuck. We, we should have done that one. Yeah, honestly, that movie is so good. It's better than uh, at least one of these that we'll talk about. It's better than about three of them. Yeah. Uh, do we? <laughs> actually, you're probably right. I, I would argue it's better than all of these movies. But yeah, actually, I I might I I yeah. haven't watched it in a while, but I might put it above Urban Legend if we uh if we so think about should it. we should we get the uh sh- should we quit Crying Wolf and get to get to the the worst one out of the bunch? We just covered the worst. Yeah, we covered the worst, but we can talk about. I'm, 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 I'm game to talk about Cry Wolf. I really, I really dig this movie a lot. I will say, okay, so I watched Cry Wolf. Didn't particularly care much for it, mostly because I I just don't really care for overly twisty movies. Sure, I just I find them exhausting by the end. I'm like, okay, I I don't know what's happening. I don't care. But I, I watched this, and then immediately after, put on I know what you did last summer, and it like pretty much bumped cry wolf up a star (laughs) because i was like okay yeah um i i wasn't here's what i'll say about cry wolf it's directed by jeff wadlow i didn't know that until i literally put it on and saw his name in the credits and i thought oh god what am i in for because he the last like few movies i've seen of him well i've seen four of his movies prior to this never back down terrible karate kid ripoff kick-ass two which is one of the worst sequels I've ever, ever seen. Not a good movie. It's horrible. They they kill the star halfway through. They should have made it all about Jim Carrey. Um, and then he did Truth, Truth or, or Dare, Dare and, and then Fantasy Island, Island both. both of which would be like Fantasy. Did that come out this year? Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's like probably my least favorite movie I've seen this year, um, if I'm being totally honest. And I haven't seen The Turning yet, which I've heard is terrible. But You haven't seen The Witches remake. Yeah, but I'm going to because I have HBO Max now, guys. I'm so excited. Um, yeah, so I saw that in the credits. And I think going into that, that kind of tinted it for me because I was like, oh, God. Like, I just – I haven't liked anything this guy does. But I'm like, I'm still going to give this a chance. Blake really likes it. And to be fair, I, I think I gave it two and a half out of five because it's it's fine. It's okay. I think the best sequence in it is when our main character is mopping in the – cafeteria or whatever yeah that's a great sequence oh my god that sequence so what's funny is i actually i put this on and i i fell asleep about 20 minutes into it and i woke up during that sequence and i was like jesus christ like i i i hit the jump scare where he like turns away from the window and the guy's there and i woke up and i was like there and that jump scare happened i was like oh my god and then i watched the whole sequence because i was so hooked into it and then i rewound it to where I last remembered. And this is a fall asleep movie. Yeah, I, I I watched it again, and honestly, like what even watching it again, that sequence is so good, and I think it it falls into that category for me of I know what you did last summer, where it's got a great sequence in the center of it, but the rest of it kind of falls a little flat for me. Um, I do like the ending reveal. Um, I think that's what pushes it over for me. Yeah, because I mean that is acted really well. I don't think. Yeah, I don't think this is a great movie or even a good movie by that by any standards. Mm -hmm. But like, I think 
even though maybe if, I, I'm sure if I like actually pieced the plot back together with the final reveal, I'd be like, well, this doesn't work. However, having said that, it's it's fresh. It's a different idea. Yeah. And I really liked that like the, the killer gets away in the end. Yeah, I do like that. I, I like that he's literally at the end surrounded by police we're, in we're, a police right. station. And sh- we're theoretically... Know, but the, the killer walks out like, yeah, what are you going to do about it? And just walked away and the movie ends. I really, yeah. really dug that. As yeah. far as like the actual movie goes, like there's a this movie like really leans in on the like the one thing i noticed because i watched cry wolf first before i watched scream during this whole past month Mm -hmm. and there's this there's this thing that cry wolf does that i just really 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 didn't like we're like they showed flashbacks but they did that weird thing where like it's like it's like a camera flash Mm -hmm. it's really loud and then then it cuts back to like grainy film and it's like the green looking tint yeah this is just not working for me. Then I didn't realize that Scream actually does stuff like that. But like this movie leans really hard into it and I didn't I didn't like it. Yeah. And like you could tell like this was like we need to just get a bunch of C list actors to be in this. So the acting was sort of like yeah. uh, not very good. And the lead the lead actors like the lead nothing. actor is basically cardboard. And is this yeah. is this yeah. the one where like Gary Cole plays a British guy. He's a British guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that didn't make any sense to me. His accent is terrible. Oh well, my god, he's the best part of that. Was movie. that was one thing for me? Like, I was like, I was watching this, and the main character has a British accent. Yeah. And then he goes to like this American boarding school that looks like it should be a In British Britain, boarding yeah, school. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, where the fuck is this movie yeah, set? Yeah. You know, like. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, like, Cry Wolf isn't great or good by any means i really enjoy it yeah i mean it's sort of like is like uh like the emperor has no clothes type of thing where not everything you're you're seeing is actually maybe even happening and i kind of i kind of really dug that whole aspect of the movie and i really 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 dig the ending quite a bit but um yeah the last scene is really good the scene with the cafeteria the cafeteria sequence is really good yeah yeah i i like that i like that sequence a lot and i think if if more of the movie was like that, I just didn't feel any tension elsewhere. You know what I mean? I don't think. I tell you what, I felt more tension in this than I did with I know you did last summer. Way, yeah, I, I would agree with that, but not, not to the extent that I enjoyed this one. Sure. You know what I mean? Sure. Like, I don't know. I I just think Wadlow I, has a really hard time I, building mood in his movies. Sure. You know, I yeah. I don't think he ever quite gets tone right yeah he's got some good ideas like i think truth or dare is a really good idea that's just not executed with and, enough flair and, and i, I, also, I yeah. think the same thing with cry wolf and i also you know? think like out of these movies that we're talking about this one has like the most character characters you know like yeah, of, of the, oh, like, yeah. like all these all these people are playing like the jock or the <laughs> you know like the, the, the black dude or you know like they're all playing like they're all swinging for the fences with their characters. So like that counts against it. Casey, I want to hear what you didn't like about this movie. Everything, everything besides Gary Cole's terrible accent. I, <laughs> I, I didn't like not even the cafeteria scene. No, it, it was fine. Like, Jeff Wadlow was just not a good director. No, I, I would agree with that. And um, it surprises yeah. me how many horror, pro- horror projects he's done. It's because they make money. Like his last two Blumhouse yeah. movies made money. And it's because they're so low budget that people go like, people low go budget, see them. PG 13, you have recognizable yeah. 
I, I went Faces to for teenagers, yeah. teenagers. Yeah. I went to fantasy Island, like I think opening night just because like, I mean, there was nothing else to go see. Yeah. So I was like, screw it. I'll go to fantasy Island. And you know, the weird thing about that was there were a bunch of old people in the theater and it was because it was, they titled were, it was titled fantasy Island. I think a lot of them walked out of that going, what did I just watch? But like, Where's you the know, funny little guy? Yeah. And I just, you know, I didn't get any of the fantasy Island in jokes. I've never seen an episode of fantasy Island. I was no. just like, whatever. Was there any in jokes? Yeah. Like the end with the, the kid, the guy was named tat or he had the tattoo of tattoo on him or something and so they called him tattoo oh, apparently gosh. that was a character from the yeah yeah he, he's, he's the, the deplane guy the, yeah, yeah. Plane, so, is that line in the movie i don't know ah. i can't remember i'm not I gonna watch to find out there, i can tell you there that. is literally I only one thing to watch but I don't, there, I don't know. there's a twist at the end of that movie with yeah, lucy hale's character <laughs> that just comes out of left field and you're like this doesn't work and she tries she tries to play the psycho killer, and I'm like, this would work better if it wasn't Lucy Hale trying uh, to do it. An but, ABC Family actress. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Cry Wolf is terrible. Uh, this movie is so <laughs> freaking boring, guys. What? It, it doesn't even become a slasher movie until an hour in before we get a. F- so it opens with a gunshot kill, which I'm like, yep. oh great, gun is a weapon in this. Like, yeah, that, that immediately. It's yeah. Like, uh, again, they kind of make a reference to the joke. Is it's, I, I'm the, not sure about the phallic. I like the phallic imagery, but yeah. it was a gun that was used. I'm like, well, you are a slasher movie, so yeah. uh, at least they do switch. The killer does have a a knife by the end of it. Uh, I think the killer design is cool too. Yes, I, yeah. I like the I like the orange ski mask, the the camo, the camo. coat. I mean, I think I think that's knife. a really cool design for a killer. I just also yeah. spoilers, but anytime I get to watch John Bon Jovi die. <laughs> I'm all for it. I just, yeah, yeah. This movie's horrible. Uh, I, I don't care about any of these characters. Not very well acted. Gary Cole's British accent is like, why not just hire a British actor? Why does Gary Cole have to be the dad or an American kid? Yeah, because there's no, there's, I don't even no reason. There's no reason that, no that there no. needs to be a British. It's like, oh no. yeah, I'm, I'm new here in America. It's like, come on. Yeah, well, they, they, cut, to- they cut the Gary Cole, and I'm like. Gary Cole's his dad. And then like, is it literally just to make him more of an outsider in this school? Because, I don't know. Like, mm. It's so, it's such a weird admit, choice. I really liked the the girl who set the whole thing up. Yeah. Oh, I she, really liked her a lot. She movie. was the only actress that I thought was halfway decent. She was, this. she knew what movie she was in. She was yeah. having fun. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I thought she was. Fine. I thought the shower sequence is a lot of fun, where they're taking pic. Like the guys, like, oh mm. yeah, send me a nude photo, and she sends a photo. Yeah. And the, the killer's right behind her. That was, that was really cool. cool. That was pretty cool. Um, yeah, it's not a great movie, but. And that's, I think that's the problem. Is like so many of those scenes were so few and far between. Like, I was like, it was a slasher movie, but for the first, like Casey said, for the first hour, there was no slashing. I was like, it, it was yeah. all like hypothetical. Like they were coming up with a story and you saw this and I'm like, well, yeah. that's not, I think there's some good stuff sprinkled in. I think a better yeah. version of this is you have the friends start disappearing earlier in the movie. Yeah. And then you reveal at the end that they all come out. Yeah. Yeah. Like kind of do it. Like they uh, needed to start that stuff. The, all yeah. the third act stuff they need to start earlier yeah. yeah, because it picks up speed and then it's over. Yeah. You know? And then you can reveal it, it later at the end of the movie that all of them at one point were wearing the ski, ma- the, yeah. the outfit. Yeah. Like, like do, do a, yeah. like a full hot fuzz reveal of yeah. everybody in this little group is, is, is the killer. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. And, and then I just realized this, this really feels like the usual suspects with <laughs> walking out the door. Yep. Um, 
what was I going to say? There's one sequence that I really, really enjoyed. Um, the, the, when they're in the library and the lights turn on wherever someone's at or they're walking, I really dug that whole idea too. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah I, I don't think like like Casey didn't like it, but it's, I don't th- necessarily think he's wrong with anything he's saying. No. You know, like I just, I think I just, like I remember watching it when I was, I rented it, God, I don't know, like 15 years ago, whenever it came out. And I remember watching it and just being like, I kind of dug this. Yeah. And so I, I could be playing off that first time. Watch, and for me, this, this this falls a little more into, it's a kind of a combination of post-screen, post-saw. Because all those flashbacks mm. feel very saw. Like they feel yeah. like they are taken from from the first Saw movie and how they do their flashbacks. And it's all <laughs> yeah, held cam. And The editing is very, very reminiscent mm-hmm. of Saw. Well, even I, the end is, is a Saw reveal. Yeah. She's the killer yeah. who walks away. Dun, 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 Which, dun, dun, okay. Dun. I know that Saw went off the rails as Saw a franchise, sucks. but that sorry, first sorry that first movie, I, I still dig it. Who, I who, still who dig is it. Blake apologizing to? Saw? None of the Saws are good movies. I don't know. I'm I sure would, there's Saw fans out there. I would there's, argue that the first one is, it. but... My also, favorite one. My favorite one's the last one. Jigsaw. <laughs> yes. Ugh. I haven't seen that one yet. Horrible. I I stopped watching them after like three because I was like, these are just getting stupider. Okay, let's let's get back to yeah it. yeah let's, yeah let's, yeah. We'll have to cover. Yeah, we'll, we'll unfortunately do a, cover some. We'll do, no, I'm I'm looking. I I, I want to rewatch this series. I I yeah. really want to. So what a wild um, series. So what's what's the next movie we want to talk about? Should we talk about Valentine next? Yes. Uh, yeah, I think we should end with. I think our yeah. Fa- uh, yeah. the group yeah. favorite. Yeah. So, what did you guys think of Valentine? I really dig it. Yep. I actually liked this a lot more than I thought. It, I think it has like an eleven percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. And like, I feel like movies that have that low of a Rotten Tomato score sounds like, uh, well, Fantasy Island was bad. But like, I really like movies that for some reason are in that range because I just find something in them. Yeah. You know, uh, like I thought Wes Craven's My Soul to Take, while not a good film, was entertaining enough for me. And I, I felt the same way with Valentine. Yeah. There was there was enough there to really uh, energize me. I, I liked it. Yeah. Quite um, a bit. I really enjoy the, the mask in this one. Yes. Um, the kills are props inventive. Props for getting Catherine Heigl out of the movie as quickly as possible. <laughs> it, make, it makes the best move you could ever make by if you cast Catherine Heigl in a movie, you kill her within the first It's the minutes. Drew Barrymore effect, yeah. right? And and it did surprise me because However, I had I never. Think she was a star back then, so yeah, and it might not have. Yeah, it's probably more of a surprise to me now because, like, I'm thinking, out of all of these actresses, Katherine Heigl is the one that's really stuck around. But we know that right? now. We yeah, know that we now. Know that now. But like, I mean, I think at that point she had done like Under Siege two. Yeah, you know, and so so to me, like Chucky. watching this for the first time, I was like, oh shit. They killed Catherine Heigl yeah, early, yeah. but I know it probably wasn't that. So I think actually time isn't like time will enhance that for first time mm-hmm. viewers yeah. because Catherine Heigl is the star yeah, now. Yeah. It also does um, feel very much like that's a, their Drew Barrymore kill from screen. Yeah. yeah Even though yeah. they don't have an actress of the caliber of Drew Barrymore at that point right. in her career. I, sh- I also didn't need her date sequence. See, were the two, I, were the two I liked it. The... I liked it because the whole Jason thing, yeah, and true. it was it was a nice little uh, no, red no, herring. I, no, I liked no. it. I, I liked it. You knew right away he was not the killer. I don't know. Guys. Any 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 guy that talks like Dwayne the Rock Johnson from two thousand and one yeah. like is not the killer. <laughs> yeah, it just it didn't work for me. No. But yeah, I um, I told this. I told I told you guys this before already. But like, I I saw this opening day mm-hmm. when it came out. And I thought it was garbage when I saw it. 
And my main memory from this was they played the very first Lord of the Rings teaser in front of it. Oh, because they're yeah. both New Line movies. And I remember the Lord of the Rings trailer ended, and I'm like, what the hell is the Lord of the Rings? <laughs> <laughs> but I was in the wrong side of history on that one. Right. But um, I really, I really enjoyed this one quite a bit. Um, there's some really good kills, there's some really good stalking sequences. The hot tub the, kill is um, an all-timer. I sort of yep. wish, I sort of wish um, uh, what's her name? She's in freaking Grindhouse. She's a main actress. Uh, sh- uh, oh, uh, Mar- Marley Sharp, 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, was, I, I kept wondering, Wendy like, Peppercorn from she, The Sandlot. Why wasn't she? That's who it is. Why wasn't she a bigger actress? Like I just, I really enjoyed her, her, her on-screen. Uh, She's also Deputy persona. Judy in, in Scream Four. Yeah, she's so good in that movie. Yeah, um, coming back for Scream Five. Yeah, is she really? Yeah, she is. Oh my god, yeah. that's exciting. Um, I really enjoyed her. David Boreanaz. I could have done without. I, don't think he's a good actor. Was he the was he the main guy? Angel. Yeah. Angel? Yeah. 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 He has a name besides Angel. <laughs> I was about to say, like, I just know him as the Angel guy. Yeah. yeah. So um He's not I, I, he's not good in this movie. Okay. And the last the last like the twist at the end the didn't reveal. really it yeah. didn't work. Yeah. It didn't work. Like I was like I, I, but can I, we get I, in can we get into spoilers really, with this? I really yeah. dug I think whole we can spoil third any act. Yeah. yeah. So, so I, I dig the third act, but I'm also like when they pull the mask off and they reveal that it's the, like the, fe- or the friend, the, the like fat friend yeah, or whatever. God, that was... I was like, I was like, okay, then why was like before they, before they shoot her, she's not acting like she's in distress to me. I highly disagree with that. Really? She's, I She's stressed out the entire movie. Mm-hmm. No, Especially I meant like, I meant like she she feels like she's actually attacking Marley in that, in that one or whatever her character name is. And then they shoot her and then it's like, wait, well, why was she, why was she acting aggressively then? You know what I mean? I guess I just feel like that was forecasted the entire movie. Oh, okay. Well, was she, I so wait, feel like did you could've... guys read that as she was the actual killer then? No, no, because like the Angel, nosebleed Angel's at the end, the right? Yeah. Yeah. So I, just... I also take it as like, if they, oh, so if, they, I, I, if they didn't want to do the ending of reveal of his nose bleeding, right? They could have just left it as she was the killer, and it still would have made sense. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, I, I get that. Okay. I get that. I guess I'm confused. Did she just put on the suit at the end? And well, see, just... that's that's my thing. Is like, because I, I guess in my mind they were working together the entire time. Oh, really? That's how I read it. I didn't read it as. Oh, I didn't together. read. I, I see, read it as she finally thing... has snapped, and now she's oh, going after. Okay. See, I don't know. I I, I just didn't she know had what reason to think sort of, of to it. kill a lot of yeah, people. Yeah, she did. I just I don't know. The ending to me kind of just biffs it because it's so like, well, wait a minute. Okay, so who is killing people? So is is, because is, is Angel the, the kid from their middle school? Well, that's what yeah, I took. I don't see right? why it wouldn't be. And then like the whole because the bow and arrow kill. I mean, in multiple kills, you see the nose. Yeah, yeah. That's so the, it's like it's got to be Angel behind yeah, the mask, yes. but then all of a sudden the like. Whatever her name is 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 in the ma- and it's just like okay so I think it's a readily yeah. available mask like in Scream yeah and or, maybe or Michael maybe. Myers yeah mask. so she just happened to buy the mask that the killer was wearing yeah the entire it, it's just I, weird. I don't know I, I, guess... I don't know the the ending just didn't work for me because of that I guess for me like but everything leading up to that I really liked I, I guess how I saw it was like they worked together and then he just sort of set her up to you know die at yeah. that point Actually, and then he got away with it yeah maybe. I don't know. You might be right That's on I that. See it. Who knows? But yeah. Who knows? It's not exactly like 
talking killer ending, you know, like they're like, Oh, I had this plan the entire time. Yeah. yeah. Like Loomis and the other kid did, but, um, well, what I, what I like about this is like, it's not really a self-referential type of movie. Like no, for, for no. being a post scream slasher, it feels more like a throwback to those 80s mm-hmm. slashers yeah. in like a genuine, the, we're just making a horror movie type of, the way, setup you know? feels like it's a, like it's, it's prom night or terror train. Yeah, exactly. And exactly. I think this is maybe the best of, this is definitely one of the best post scream slasher movies. Yeah. Cause I think it does take that same element of, we have this good looking MTV looking cast. Like we had the yep. guy from, from angel. We have uh Wendy Peppercorn in it. We yeah. have Denise Richards, Denise Richards. We have Catherine Heigl. We have all the makings of that, but then it is also very much a throwback to early eighties slasher movies before we get too ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Like, it, yeah, it feels, it's pretty much the same setup as terror train. Yeah where it's a kid that they pick on and then he's later revealed as the killer. I mean, the, the, like the hot tub sequence with Denise Richards is who's just, the, who's the cop in this crap. It's good. Uh, who's the actor who's the cop? <laughs> I thought he was like a lot of fun. Yeah. Who is that? I'll pull him up. I, I've I seen don't, I don't him. think he's a well-known actor. No, no, probably not. But I think I've seen, I just him love in, this like, whole, I, I, I don't want to go like into toxic masculinity or anything but I just his whole sequence where he's like listen to Denise Richards yeah like, yeah we should take this a step further and she's like what are you talking I just yeah thought that was such a it's really a great, sleazy scene it's a great scene that he's just like <laughs> and doesn't it like his, and like his, his, I, his I, head I can see like I can see the he gets whole, beheaded like, in the end right because it's just his head floating he gets, in the yes, water right yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's some great kills in yeah. this movie. Yeah, like, the, the, I, what I love the about shower the, sequence. What I love yeah. about the hot tub sequence is it goes through like three different ways of how she could die. Yeah. Oh, the drill. The drill, yes. The yeah, drill yeah, is yeah. terrifying. Yeah, you're like, oh my great. god, she's got to come up for air. Yeah. But you're like, oh god. And then like it just totally takes the left turn where he's like, ah, screw this. So he just throws in the what is it a hair dryer or something? Something like that. Some yeah. electrical appliance. So like it's like, either geez. like you figure at first she's gonna drown. Yeah, he, he he shuts the the, the top of the right. uh, hot tub, and then he comes with a drill. So all right, she's gonna get killed by the drill, and then she gets electric. Like yeah, there's three different ways she could have died. In well, that. and honestly, there's four because when he first closes the thing, yeah, you think she's gonna drown, but then I think, oh, is he gonna turn the heat all the way up, and we're gonna have her like boil yeah. alive, like in Halloween two or something? <laughs> I thought that, that that was my first. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so it's just it's such a great That's scene because you really don't know. In a way, that is the meta sequence of the film. Yeah. Sort of like like, yeah, recalling these other great kills from other movies. Mm-hmm. Well, and I, I love um, getting a little off topic here. That's what I love about the uh, the Vicky and Dave scene in Halloween 18, as it feels like that, where Dave finds the dirt bike and you think it's going to go Pet Cemetery 2, where Michael's going to come and like mm. rev the tire and just take his face off, you know, like, oh, that, that whole sequence had me terrifying. And that was what, that was what, the hot tub scene in Valentine did for me too. Yeah. I, I love that scene. It's it's a really good third act. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is hands out, and it's a good opening act too. The second act drags a little bit. There there's some pacing issues in that where I'm kind of like, okay, we need to get to the yeah. next kill. Yeah. But once it once it picks back up for that third act, God, it's great. Yeah, it's it's a solid solidly fun movie. I don't and like the, I don't like movies set in art museums like that, especially like. Oh, this Candyman Day of the Dead has it mm. that too, and it's like it just doesn't work. Yeah, I don't know. That that kill is great though. <laughs> it is. It's so fun. I love. I love how all the men in this too, like even even Angel is just a, a fucking sleaze bag. Like all these guys, it's like, oh my god, 
you're a douche. Yeah. Like, <laughs> well, I mean, at least there's some interesting character stuff with, with yeah. David Boreanaz's character. Like, you know, he's a recovering alcoholic. Yeah. yeah. And, and maybe, maybe that whole thing was just like a, a ploy with his girlfriend, but yeah, I really enjoyed that stuff, whether it was real or not. But yeah. And I, I, my problems with the very end of the movie aside, this is one like I'm kind of thinking I need to get the Scream Factory Blu-ray and add this one to my collection because I, I like a this really one. cool cover art too. It is, and I, I'm like this would this would do a great double feature with My Bloody Valentine every February. Thing. Yeah, I was thinking the same yeah. thing, which also has a great remake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The remake on that is so good. Yeah, I I actually love the remake of that one. Should we just funny go- story actually? Okay, go ahead. Uh, sorry, another off-topic little tangent. Yeah, but uh, when um, when the My Bloody Valentine remake came out, I thought it had already, I I I thought it had come out on DVD earlier than it had. So I went to Fye at my local mall back when Fye was a thing. Is Fye still a thing? Yeah, still Somewhere, a thing. yeah. Huh, okay. And still Suncoast. And I I saw My Bloody Valentine on DVD. I didn't know it was a remake of a movie at that mm. point, right? And I saw my bloody Valentine on DVD and I, I picked it up because it was only like six bucks. I'm like, oh my God, this is like brand new. I thought I like had a steal and I bought it and I took it home and I put it on and I'm like, this is not a modern movie. I'm like, oh shit, my bloody Valentine 3D is a remake. And I watched this movie like thinking, oh God, I bought the wrong one. And I loved it. I was like, holy shit, yeah. how's the remake going to be better than this? They're both great. And they're both great. Yeah. yeah. I love it. So it's just funny. I saw... I saw my bloody Valentine 3D in theaters in 3D, Did you? and it was, it was. I I, I got the DVD with like fun. the 3D glasses and all that, and I went over mm-hmm. to my friend's house who had like a wall to wall television, and we watched it in his dark basement, just all the lights off. Yeah. Three, oh, it was so yeah. much fun. It was yeah, a lot, a lot of fun. That Tom Atkins kill is just <laughs> god damn. I love it. Should we talk about my favorite of these rewatches? Yes, yes, because it's also my favorite. Casey, mm-hmm. is this your favorite? What's that? Urban Legend. Urban Legend. It's the it's the, it's the best one. Yes. Oh my god, this movie, guys! I I still rewatch this before this. I, I've I've literally watched it like probably three times this year because I just love this movie. It's solid. Um, yeah. So uh, another private school yep. uh, set movie where where a bunch of kids are taking a Urban Legends class. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Robert Englund inexplicably yeah, is an urban legends yeah, professor. Yeah. And they sort of play off his mystique as Freddy Krueger in this yeah. movie, which is a lot of fun. And of course, people start dying. Um, in, this is this is my favorite Freddy Krueger role outside of the Elm Street series, yeah, I think. Um, kids start dying in, uh, in uh, urban legend fashion, yeah. uh, which... I'm going to say this, and I don't want to, I don't, I don't want it to mean to sound like it's not a, not a good movie because I obviously love it. This movie peaks in the first 10 minutes. Oh, it does. Um, that opening sequence but, is so good. Like I said, it, it's it's really good, but like this opening sequence, like if you pulled this out of the movie and as a short film, it's, it just it works. The entire all of it works. It's scary. There's a great twist. Actually, now that I think about it, there is a movie that I saw called Nightmares made like 1983 that is literally the, op- the the whole short is the opening of this, so it's nice. like a, it's like an anthology movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And w- like the very first one is a woman who's like going to get groceries or something, and then 
you know, she stops at a gas station and the guy's like, oh, there's someone in your back seat. And then they use speed off. But like the way it's done in this, we're like, I don't know if you guys know, noticed, but there's a there's a there's a shot in the movie where, or in the sequence where like lightning flashes and all of a sudden like the coat is back there. Yeah, and you're like, oh, she has the coat, and then she drives off, and then the, the coat slowly rises up, and you're like, god damn, mm-hmm. yeah. like th- this whole sequence is amazing. Yeah, um, the every reveal, and then the fact that it's literally. Is it a total eclipse of the heart? Yes. Yeah. I, I couldn't remember what the song was called, but the turn around and she's singing along <laughs> with it. And it's just like, it's, oh my God, the dramatic so irony in that it's is so, good. so great. Yeah, I was just like, it's so good. I, every time I watch this, this scene, I just, I have a huge smile on my face the entire time. It's so good. And yeah, you take it out of the movie. It's a great short film. Mm-hmm. And who was the actor? Um, the guest. Chucky's Chucky's voice. Yeah, the gas station um, tenor, uh, Brad Dorf. Brad yeah. Dorf. Yeah. So good in this. Yeah. Um, and, who stutters, and that's why you can't yeah. save this woman. Yeah. <sighs> well, and it doesn't matter how many times a horror movie will go to that well, having an assailant in the back seat unknown to the person in the front seat gets me every time. Yeah, it works that scream it's too. one of it's yeah, scream, um, Halloween. Like there uh let me in. The uh, Richard Jenkins in the in the and I'm sure like I can't I haven't seen Let the Right One In in so long I'm sure it has a similar sequence right I can't remember I can't remember either um but like God that that trope just gets mm-hmm. me it's mm-hmm. so terrifying and I do I check my back seat every time I get into my car and honestly I keep my back seat messy because I'm like no one's gonna no one's gonna here. be able to be back here <laughs> you know what I mean and like people are like you should clean your car out and I'm like why so someone can kill me in the middle of like a drive like no it's just not gonna happen they you can know? lay in my filth if they want to yeah try to kill me. <laughs> it's it's one of my favorite like urban legend stories too is, yeah it's is that story of, it's of the someone best in the urban seat. legend yeah. yeah yeah it's i mean it's just a really fun movie there's, there's a great sequence in in the actual urban legend class where joshua jackson why wasn't joshua jackson and i know you did last summer like he would have brought right. something different to it right um oh. He's a lot of fun in this. He he sort of plays Him and Michael Rosenbaum. Yeah, uh, Michael yeah. Rosenbaum also would have been a better Joshua Jackson. Man. Joshua with Jackson. His frosted tips. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's such a douchebag. Um, he is. <laughs> yeah, like so. There's a lot of like, and oh, we haven't talked about Jared Leto yet. Oh my God, Jared Leto! I'm serious, guys. This is the movie he should have won his Oscar for because well, he's acting on, halfway God. normal come in on. this. Come no, on. he's oh, okay. he's actually he, acting in this. Every other movie he's been in, like. He's just acting like Jared Leto. This one, he's normal. Yeah. He's a normal yeah. person. Yeah. What this is before Jared Leto was weirdo Jared That's Leto. true. That's yeah. true. Yeah. Well, this is a lot of fun. Um, Alicia Witt is is a good um, sort of like uh, or uh, planet that the whole movie orbits around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Rebecca Gayhart's a lot of fun. Oh, my God. She, I mean, in the final act she arguably so makes this movie yeah, she, the iconic movie that yeah, it is. Yeah, she, she's great. Yeah. Um, Daniel Harris. Daniel Harris. Yeah. Uh, her, the listening to Stabbing Westward, uh, her, ordering her, drugs. <laughs> right? Her death scene is so good, too. Yeah, like, yeah, the way they yeah. shoot it and the way they set it up. You know, like, I mean, because it's so it's so cool that, like, they have that scene where, you know, like, she turns on the light and she's like, shut it off yeah, and yeah, all yeah. that. Yeah. You know, because it sets it up perfectly and it, it makes the cop's reaction when it's like, you didn't even turn on the light. Like, it's like, well, of course she didn't, mm-hmm. but the cop's not going to know that. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, and it's just, 
Oh my god! And a great god. like updated version of that urban legend too. Of, yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, of the, you should have turned on the light. Right. Yeah. I just. Oh my god! I love it. Yeah. And the fact that they like rule it a suicide after that, and the, just all these different things where like the cops are like, no, none of this is actually happening. It gives that great mm-hmm. dramatic tension because yeah. this girl is literally by herself. I love in this. that the most realistic thing in this movie is that Tara Reid is a radio DJ. <laughs> I just I do not buy that one. Bit. Okay, but no. I would totally, I would totally listen to that show. I would too. It, it sounds like a lot of fun, <laughs> yeah. but um, yeah. We just her, rewatched her American Pie, not heartbreaking. A, a couple days ago. <laughs> she okay. She is so good in that in that original movie. She's yeah. awesome. Yeah, I have a lot of great things to say about that entire series, but um, so I, her whole slash loud episode on American. There, I would do it. Let's there's, do it. There's, there's, there's a, her her stalking sequence is great as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, there's not a bad kill in this movie. No, honestly, I, I love so. Michael Rosenbaum's movie or the death where you know she's got the beer bong and she pours like yep. the bleach and pop yep. rocks down his throat. The like, Joshua Jackson death sequence yeah. is a lot of fun. Yep. Um, the uh, the the guard is uh, a great. Yes. Um, we'll talk about her a little bit later too, but, um, she's a lot of fun in this. She has like, uh, um, is it this one or is it another one where she has like, is this the one where she has, she's like watching coffee with Pam Greer? I think so. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Okay. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So that, that she's great. She sort of breaks up the, um, the, uh, the tension a little bit and her, and she has, um, it's, it's great. Like. It's great humor without yeah. detracting from yeah. any of the horror elements. Yeah, yeah. and um, yeah, man, there's so there's, there's so many great sequences in this. Another one is uh, the 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 schoolmaster's death is so good. Like yeah. anytime someone gets their their heel sliced off by a knife, that makes mm-hmm. me cringe. Uh, the car slowly rolling back towards them is just yeah. yeah I this is a lot of fun. This movie holds up. This is like for me like the second best of the this era's slashers yeah behind the first scream mm-hmm. yep i because i would i mean there was a time where i would put scream two up with the first one Boy, this... but after re-watching both of these yeah. more recently i'm like i i like scream two and i think it's very close to touching the original but i'd also say that i would say urban legend and scream two are about on par for me i i like scream two a lot even though i don't think the yeah. killer reveal is as memorable are we, are we Billy's done? mother? Are we done yeah. with uh, Urban Legend to move on to the other scream? Or are we still have Urban Legend stuff? I mean, about? I don't know. I could talk about Urban Legend for I, a whole I, like I, hour. I, I have guys. one one final thing to, to say. I think this does a great combination of what so, so what Scream set up two years earlier was this meta take on horror movies, and what this movie does is create a very actual tense, scary slasher movie, and using the tropes of Urban Legends as it's set up, and it has the Joshua Jacksons, the Jared Leto's, the uh, Tara Reeds in this movie, like the the fresh faces mm-hmm. that everybody's into, the teen teen idols. But it also takes Robert England and Danielle Harris, who are uh, at that point in their careers set up as like definitive characters in horror franchises already. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Danielle Harris in the Halloween movies and Robert England Nightmare on Elm Street, and kind of flips both of them on their heads. Like, well, in this case, Robert England's not the killer; he's yeah. just their teacher. And Daniel Harris is not the, the the sweet little girl next door. She's the goth chick that, right? Uh, you know, like you said, is buying drugs online. So I, I think it does a great meta aspect of at that point, horror fans know who they are, and throwing them in this movie in completely different roles to- totally works. And yeah, I, this movie is so much fun. Uh, I had a blast watching it earlier this year for the first time, and 
Yeah, this is. Oh, uh, this was a first time yeah. watch this year for you. Yes. Yep. Oh my gosh, I I like grew up on this. I saw some theaters. Yeah. Nice. I I yeah. My sister actually uh, two years ago she got me the uh, Scream Factory Blu-ray, mm. and it's such a good disc. Yeah, it's such a good disc. But yeah, I I remember seeing this one. Um, I. I feel like i rented it with like friends or something uh back in high yeah, school Yeah, it's a great like and halloween just, basement movie yeah, yeah it really is and i yeah i've just i've loved it so much over the years and i you know for a while i would find it on stream and it has like a and, very yeah. simplistic like killer outfit yeah mm-hmm. like, that's still scary and yeah. it can sort of it's just it's, it's, it's literally a, great, a parka yeah it. yeah it's so cool yeah mm-hmm. and, I, and i think it's a, like a very easy easily um, it it can sort of blend in with like a, a normal scene, you know, like mm-hmm. it, it can like a group of people. I could just see someone being like, "Yeah, I'm gonna throw my hood up." Like, for example, the scene with the pool where right um, the the girl walks in wearing a parka, which I mean, let's be honest, she's wearing it a little too long in the scene. But the point is, is you right. know, this this person thinks it's the killer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But um, this movie bangs all night. So mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it's so good. As far as like scream. The series goes, I grew up loving Scream 2, and like I watched it with my wife a few weeks ago, and it doesn't hold up as much as it used to for me. It's a little, I don't know. I don't know what it is. It's So, I, yeah, I would agree. I don't think it's quite as strong as the first one, but like there are moments in it that I think rival the best moments in the first one i think that opening kill with uh jada yeah um like i just i love that sequence yeah like the, the dramatic tension in it like you know my, it's not my, you know it, yeah my I, favorite is the sarah michelle geller sequence yeah, and that's a great sequence i also i love the uh the escape from the cop car yeah. sequence yeah i think yeah. that se- like uh, that to me is the most tense I've ever felt in a screen movie. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Um, I do like the double sided, the, the windows with, with mm, Courtney Cox and David yeah. Arquette too. There's just some great, some great set stuff pieces. And I think it's a perfect too. continuation of the first movie. Yeah. I think it, it commits the, the worst crime of the series in it though. Unfortunately, with killing, killing Randy. killing Randy. But, uh, I think the villain reveal is fun who it is. I think the actors playing the two killers and that are hamming it up. Yeah. Maybe a little too much. It's it's good. It's, it's not it's just not as fun as Matthew Willard and Skeet Ulrich, yep. you know? And I, I think too, like what you don't like about it with them killing Randy, I actually really liked because it brings yeah, that like I, you know, they, they say early on in the movie, like no one is safe, anyone could die, and you're like, okay, but like you're not gonna kill the main characters. I, and then you kill Randy almost two scenes my later. My problem is is his death scene isn't a good death scene. Yeah. If it would have been better than I, I don't know. I, really I also like disagree with that. I really like it a he lot. He gets hauled into a van and the van starts shaking lame. I see I like it. Show I think it's, it. I think oh god. I think in showing the aftermath though like it's Yeah. It's just as good. I mean, it just like, doesn't work. The, the 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 shot of um Courtney Cox is like, you know, now the most iconic shot of the entire series with her screaming mm-hmm. and the camera pushing in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm, I'm okay with, with the, the way he dies, but I, yeah, I don't know. Like I, th- I think there's, there's just a little bit of, it, th- it felt rushed because I think it comes out a year after yeah. the first one. And it was like, I mean, yeah. plus I think they were doing rewrites of the script as it was. Filmed. Yeah. Oh, really? I think, yeah. I think the, the, the final reveal, the, the killer reveal got leaked online. 
So they changed and, and it. Halfway. Who was it? Was it just the, I've never read the, the original script. No. Um, and because I know Kevin Williamson is talking. Plus, at this time, Kevin Williamson was also in high demand, and he was writing. He was writing so many other movies while he was. Wasn't writing he also Scream writing 2. Dawson's Creek though too? Yep. Yep. Yeah. So he was he, he was, was working Dawson's on that. Creek. He was doing Scream Two, and I, I know what you did. Wasn't he doing H two O at this time too, or no? And then H two O were right around that time. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I mean, like he was. I mean, he was so busy. And it's like, of course, you know. And that's kind of where I give him like leeway on. I know what you did last summer is like. The guy was so busy. Yeah, he wasn't going to knock it out of the park every time. Yeah. You know, when you're writing that many things at once, how could you be? Yeah, you know. I also love that um, Dewey's theme music is yeah. the theme song from Broken Arrow, which I like. I remember, I remember seeing Scream Two in theaters and being like, "That's the Broken Arrow theme," but it works. <laughs> like, there's yeah. this certain like the music sort of has like this mysterious quality to it, mm-hmm. and whenever Dewey enters the movie. It's sort of like the music underlines that a little bit. And mm-hmm. I really, really dig that reference a lot. See, I always remember it from uh, Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> I, you know, one of my favorite scenes of the entire Scream franchise, too, that I think is so underrated. Um, it's not a kill scene. It's the scene where Dewey and Randy are going through who can be the killer. Mm-hmm. Their exchange is so like their chemistry there is just yeah. amazing. And just the way it's written is so much fun. And to me, like when I think Scream Two, that's that's one of the mm-hmm. sequences I it's think one of. of. The best yeah, yeah, it's good. Yeah, yeah. It's so good, and it like, gives us a character dynamic we never had in the first movie. Exactly, like, those two never really talked to each other. No, the there was no there was no interaction. Yeah. So I, I like that it it gives us different character combinations and you yeah. know expands mm-hmm. on those characters a little bit. Yeah, I, I I think I just think like if you if you have an early scene talking about the best sequels, you really need to bring it at at this point. Yeah, so, and I don't mm-hmm. think. I think the movie's good. Like, don't get me wrong. I really enjoy it. But like, this movie really fell down with me this last viewing. And I, I would even rather watch Scream Three at this point than Scream Two, which I know really? is like, wow. which I know is like a big hot take. But like, I just felt like this was having Scream Three was having way more fun than Scream Two yeah. was. But that's just, and I, well, like, and I, I know like the whole thing with like Jansen and Bob is really dumb and forced. But like, the brother thing is, I hate. Yeah, that reveal. Seth Foley is just. Not See, he's easily I, the worst killer. Oh, of the bunch. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know. I think I think they're. But I love. Fun. Yeah, I love the whole like. It's bad, but it's fun. I love the old whole old Hollywood thing behind the this. But I think Parker Posey makes. Yeah, I mean, well, Parker like, Posey makes her, and then better. isn't it Emily Mortimer? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, like those yeah. two are just phenomenal yeah. in Scream Three. I'd I'd say like, I think Scream Four is my favorite sequel, and it's funny because when I first saw it in theaters. I didn't care for it. Oh, I liked it. Like I, I didn't mm-hmm. like the Emma Roberts stuff at the end. I just didn't think she was all that convincing. And I thought the motive was dumb. And I think I that don't movie. Think so well, yeah. I don't anymore. That's the thing. All of a sudden, like all this, like internet, you know, YouTube, TikTok sensations that, that started blowing up. And like, especially now working in a middle school, you wouldn't believe how many kids are like, I'm just going to be an internet star. And it's like, Wes Craven is, you know, He's again way ahead of his time. Yeah, with that. exactly. Yeah. He's ten so years ahead of that, his time. That, that movie point. grew into its ending so well, yeah. and now it's to the point where I'm like, 
oh my god, this movie slaps. Like it's got some of the <laughs> That's best. That's why kills. I'm curious where the fifth one's going because I'm like that one already touches on remakes. It's right. basically a remake of the first well, one in many ways. And I wonder. So you know, with the title reveal being, it's just going to be Scream now. I, wonder I don't if- like that, but I also think that they wouldn't title it that unless there was some kind of you- in joke that they were going to make yeah, in the movie about it. Do you um, think the Do you think the characters in this new one? Have watched Scream. I not stab, but Scream. I I, I don't know. It would it would it, that'd be too meta. Yeah, it because might... at that point, Neff Campbell is still playing Sidney yeah. Prescott. Unless Neff sure. Campbell is just playing Neff Campbell, which would I don't know if I, I like I don't, that. I don't like that. I don't know if I like the whole new nightmare because that would be too much like new nightmare. But um, I do think. I think we're that one's going Halloween 2018 is kind of its yeah off point. Well, and I think horror is in a much different place than it was in 2011. You know what I mean? It's it's more mainstream now. In 2011, horror That's wasn't also during its, you know, its the peak remake era. Too. Right, everything was getting remade, and and now you don't have as many remakes, but you're having these continuations. You're having these like almost like it gets more of a reboot. It's a, it's, 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 I feel like something's going to get retconned. Not, maybe not retconned, but like... Yeah, could, like... Could you get... Okay, so... I could I, I see know, it we're being way like... off topic here, but could you guys see them doing Halloween 2018 and they s- ignore Scream 2, 3, 4? Yeah. Like, that's kind of what I was thinking is like, almost like, like taking the events and erasing it in some sort of meta way. You know what like I mean? Is that the reveal and then Dewey... Or uh, not Dewey. Uh, Randy comes back. Like, Randy's in this movie. Yeah. Well, and... I don't know if uh, the you opening guys saw shot the... should be Randy. I don't know what he's doing. That it should be just cool. be Randy. That would be a great opening. You know, Randy watching Halloween 2018. The few set photos that got released, um, someone mentioned that it looks like they're back at Stu Mocker's place. Hmm. And I'm kind of like my my, my whole if, pitch for if they bring back Stu is, is Stu is going to be revealed as the killer. Yeah, and that would be L- Matthew Lillard has pushed it pretty hard. Yeah, I I would love years. if that's what it would be. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm going to avoid as much as I can with the new one because yeah. I really want to go in blind. I just want to say Scream Four is my favorite of the sequels. Yeah. I mm-hmm. think um the cast is great. I have. Hayden talked Panettiere about how much Hayden Panettiere yeah. in this is just like my dream woman. Um, <laughs> she's gorgeous. The way she reads the dialogue. She loves Suspiria. Um, she, she's so great. I think Emma Roberts is having a lot of fun. I think the, Eric Knudsen, the Culkin like, kid who's so in this great. is really good. Yeah, which are, yep. Not Macaulay. Uh, uh, Eric Knudsen. It? He, uh, He's got that camera oh, it's not on a his Culkin kid. No, it is a Culkin oh, okay. kid. I said the not Macaulay. One. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. I don't know which one. Is it Rory? Rory Culkin, yeah, he, the one with the, what yeah, a career that kid's having like yeah. really interesting. Um, and I like yeah, like like Marley Shelton is great in yeah. this. Um, who uh, Allison Brie has a fun yeah sequence, and I just yeah I don't know like the fact that this pre- essentially predicted, not predicted maybe predicted what's happening now or where where things are now with technology like it's just it's way ahead of its time yeah it the is. kills are great the uh the barn sequence is a lot of fun mm-hmm. um the, I, the the cast as a whole i re- just really really dig it a lot the way the way that uh sydney and dewey find out or gail and dewey find out that uh emma roberts is the is the killer yeah it's so like and i it's yeah, so good. I forget who you guys chose as the greatest screen queen of all time, but for me, it's it's just it's Sydney Prescott. Like I, she's, I I played Sydney mine. Prescott number one. She, oh, she's yep. my favorite. I think she was at number one. Yep, she's she just, was. Nev Campbell is, and I 
I, I, I sort of understand Nev Campbell's maybe like reluctance to come back to the series. Well, but I'm, I'm even a little just, reluctant about a Scream Five without Wes Craven. Yeah, it feels weird. But I'm just this who she, this is who she is. I I just mm-hmm. I sort of like it's sort it's sort of fun to like go back and like oh man I grew up with Nev Campbell as Sydney Prescott and I'm so glad that she's coming back and uh, I can't wait for Scream Five. Yeah. Can we touch on some of the other uh, posts? Yeah, scream once. Yeah. Just br- very briefly, bring some of these up. Yeah, uh, the second Urban Legends is almost as good as the first one. Is it really? Yes, I need to check yes. it out. Yeah, I haven't watched either of those it's, sequels either. And the 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 the, the 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 lady uh, security officer is at this one now too. She this, is this new school, and it's great because the sequel is at a film school. Oh, that's so, so good. So they, they play along with like, well, is it real? Is, 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 is it not real? And so there's a lot of great stuff with that. I oh, really, God, I really, so really dig it quite a bit. So uh, go check that one out too. That's so dope. Um, It's not really like a, uh, well, it is kind of a post-Scream slasher. It's from like 2006, I think. Um, You guys know, I recently we rewatched uh, Stay Alive, killer video game. Frankie Muniz. Uh, his name in the movie, I kid you not, is Swink Sylvania. And it is absolutely the most random ass character name ever. But I thought Swink was such a cool name. I started making my friends call me that when I uh, saw it. Uh, it didn't last long. But um, <laughs> Sam the Swink. And uh, I rewatched it. I did fall asleep about 45 minutes in. The 45 minutes I saw were not good. <laughs> But I used to watch the shit out of this movie. And so with it came a little bit of nostalgia. You know, it's one of those movies where I will never go to bat and recommend it and say it's good. But for me, I really like I'm I'm, I'm glad I got it on DVD because, uh, you know, shout out to Last Stop. Thanks for stocking uh, movies that are, uh, you know, shout from out, my childhood. Shout out to the one person who sold Stay Alive to Last Stop yeah. and yeah. it's staying there for 10 years probably. <laughs> I'm honestly surprised it wasn't one of their 3.99 movies. It was still six bucks, but I was like, it's worth it. <laughs> uh, we briefly touched on two of these: Joyride, Joyride Rules. Oh God, super underrated. Uh, Bride of Chucky, which is one of the best sequels of the series. Mm-hmm. Uh, perfect meta take on slashers in that movie too. Oh yeah. Uh, but two of my favorites out of this era: Halloween H2O, which is my favorite sequel of the Halloween series. Williamson doing rewrites on that movie. I, I think Jamie Lee Curtis is that's her best performance as as uh, Laurie Strode is in that movie. I think it's a good combination of Halloween with the Scream era of horror. Uh, I, I don't love H2O. Yeah, I don't like it either. Um, it doesn't feel like it builds ever. Like, I just feel like the whole thing is just kind of a flat line, you know? And then it gets to the ending and like, yeah, the ending's cool but there was no build to it yeah know? i mean it also has josh hartnett who's just another yeah. actor who's devoid of charisma yeah he is very yeah anti-charismatic in that movie uh, i do i do like the uh rollerblade to the face yep i think that's a pretty dope kill but that's that's really the only thing that i, I nothing stands I, I, out i do say it. i want to i want to see it again i've seen it like one and a half times yeah so i need to rewatch it I mean, besides the first Halloween, that's the one I watch the most. I I love that movie. And I again, I don't know what it really is. I think maybe it is partially that it's set in this post-Scream era of horror. It has that style to it, while also hearkening back to the Carpenter original. It has, you know, you know, Mr. Sandman at the beginning of the movie. It has my favorite ending of the series with her just, like, 
how am I going to kill this guy? Well, I'm just going to chop his head off. Mm-hmm. I also love and the, it's ruined. I also movie. love the Halloween aesthetics <laughs> that the movie has like throughout. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really nice. LL Cool J is fun in the movie. Yes, LL doing cool poetry. J is fun. Yeah, I yeah I like it. I don't love it. I don't think it's one of Williamson's better works, but it's it's better than I know what you did last time. It is one hundred percent. And then another one, super underrated, The Curve or Dead Man's Curve. I have not seen this. I have seen about ten minutes. Yeah, has Matthew Lillard in it. Uh, oh, well, I'll see it. Then. Yeah, you need a watch. <laughs> Sam. You'll love this movie. Uh, it's anything Matthew Lillard. I'm 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 in. Yeah, except the the thing is, it has like the ending is wild. Like it has like three different endings. The twists in this movie are crazy. Uh, so I don't know if you'll like the that many twists. I don't know. Uh, it's it's really fun. It doesn't make sometimes, a whole lot of sense. Sometimes I can get past it and really enjoy it. It just it really depends on how much fun I've had prior to it. Yeah, this movie's a, it's a blast. Matthew Lillard is basically like this is Stu went off to college. Nice. So it's he's basically the same character in it. Uh, Carrie Russell's in it, and she's really fun. In oh, I love Carrie Russell I do too. Yeah, they so. utterly wasted her in Rise of Skywalker. It yes, made me did. so sad. Yes, they did. Uh, but yeah, that movie rules. It's a lot of fun. I'll have to check it out. But uh, yeah, do you have any other ones that I think the other ones that we would bring up would probably be a whole episode like Final Destination is worth a full oh, episode. Well, I, I, see, I do I, love I think, Final Destination. I think there's there's I I think there's a whole other section of films in this era that are, are not like post scream slashers, but like they're the. I guess what I would call like the post scream, te- like the teen poster yeah. movies. Yeah, and you could we could we like the faculty. I definitely want to talk about the faculty. Oh it's my one of god, my, it's one of my all time favorite movies. The faculty is so good. Uh, um, it, it might be my my the, favorite Kevin Williamson script behind screen. What's the Rennie Harlan movie where he directs those the the boys in the that private school who are like vampires or something or the? Is it the Covenant? That's it. That's a fun movie. That is a fun movie. Um, I actually really yeah, dig Final that. Destination. We should just do a Final Destination episode. Yep. Yeah, we really yep. should. The whole series is great. Final um, Destination 3, I like. I, I ride hard for that. I ride hard for every single movie yeah, in that series. It's so good. Um, yeah, so there's a whole... We could do a whole like post-Scream teenage uh, yeah. poster yeah. Uh, movies. But yeah, there's it's, it's a lot of fun to look back it's at these movies. It's just a fun era of horror. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For, yeah. for what... For like people saying, oh, at the turn of the millennium, like horror was. I dead. mean, it wasn't there, great. It wasn't great, <laughs> but there's so much fun to be yeah, had in a lot of that. The, this is the era where like horror moved overseas and over over like foreign movies yeah. really took over like what you could do with scary stuff. Mm-hmm. And then the USA was like, oh, we'll just you know like make the remakes. We'll, we'll yeah. make the crappier remakes of those movies. Which I actually dig the Texas Chainsaw Massacre sure. remake from we, 2003. We can, we can get to that at some point, yeah. too. But um, We should do a like a 2000s remake episode. That would be we fun. We most definitely can. Yes. There's a lot to talk. And yeah. I love that they... Because the way I see horror at this point is Scream kicked off the post-Scream slashers and the teen MTV era ones. And then Saw comes out and does the whole torture porn. But also during that, we're getting the J-horror remakes. Yep. And then Which, for a good 10-year stretch, yeah. we get the the, ho- the Hollywood remakes of the We haven't even talked slasher. about the French extreme stuff that really, really pushed the boundaries of gore. Which, and... That's a big blind spot for Same me. Here. So if we do that, yeah. I would... I, it'd yeah. be most, yeah. I think it'd be, honestly, yeah. all first-time watches for me. Yeah. 
Yeah, we got mm-hmm. a lot to do. Yeah. A lot to do. And this is just one specific era, yeah. really. Like, yeah. there's so much that we can do yeah. with this show, and that's what gets me so excited about like what we're going to be doing in the future. Yeah, I think it's fun. And I get to revisit a bunch of stuff. I know you guys. I'm a little, a little bit older than you guys, so I've seen a little bit more in terms of this era of film. So I'm really excited to kind of revisit um, some stuff, and maybe I'll put some on when my wife isn't watching, and she'll be like, "What the hell are you watching?" That happened the other day. So. <laughs> Um, yeah, I'm super stoked to do all this yeah. stuff. Oh man, this was a, this was a fun time. This is a great episode too. Yeah, yeah. Ah, oh, I love it. So is that is that where we uh, sign off, boys? I, I think so. I, I think, think this that is, is a it. Good spot to end. All right. Well, for all of you listeners, thank you for tuning into the Slash Slot. Uh, if you don't already know this, you can find us on Anchor, Spotify, Google, Apple, Breaker. Pocket Cast and Radio Public. Um, yeah, follow us on uh, on Facebook at Backlot Six Hundred Five on Instagram at Backlot Six Hundred Five. We have a Twitter at Backlot Six Hundred Five. Um, do you guys want to throw out like your individual tags or? Nope. Nope. Okay, then I think that's where we will sign oh, check, off. Check out our uh, watch along. Yes. Yes. Check out our watch alongs. We are doing one a month. We just did a really fun one, uh, Plan 9 from Outer Space, one of the best bad movies ever made. If you by... like Simpsons references, this yeah. one's for you. <laughs> if you like Simpsons references and hot takes about Tom Cruise's The Mummy, this is Sam Lenz something is your you... person to follow. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. You sign off as Chief Wiggum. Though. All right, y'all. Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye. We'll spook you later. <laughs>